Too Fat to Skate is a podcast that contains opinions and ideas that you can find anywhere else on the internet. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the latest episode of our show. I am your host, Rick, and with me, as always, are my amazingly sexual co-hosts. Hey, I'm Greg. I'm Rob. Too Fat to Skate is a podcast where we watch uh, cult or B-grade or just awesome movies and offer our sometimes humorous, sometimes poignant, sometimes uh, dramatic commentary on the films and our life stories and inject a little bit of our own sensual personalities into the commentary. Uh, we hope that you watch along with us. If you can find these movies on streaming, sometimes they're free on YouTube. I did not uh, bootleg them illegally and upload them, so please don't uh, copyright me, but you might be able to find them somewhere or rent them from your local video store. But none of those are available anymore. Are those still around? They're you not might around be. anymore. <laughs> they you went the way of the dodo bird. <laughs> <laughs> might be able to rent it through your local uh, streaming service. Local streaming service. There <laughs> you go. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Let's jump right into... Well, do you want to do the... Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, if you guys want to tell your friends about us uh, and find us, you can find us at on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker... Google Podcasts, Spotify, and then you can see all of our wonderful faces on YouTube. Uh, Bathed in Green Light, which I think is a typo negative song. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it should be. It should be. Yeah. I think this set is very well lit. I think each week it gets a little better, and I think so far this looks perfect. Yeah, we have a good... Uh, I usually spend all week just kind of monkeying around down here in the set, and um, we have a dedicated podcast studio now, video studio. I'm very fortunate to have that. And it, uh, yeah, most of my stuff I've been collecting all the years, all the all these years is now hanging on the wall, which is good instead of just sitting in boxes in my garage. Yeah, yeah, it and gives so, the set flavor. Yeah, I didn't have to spend any money on it either. It's all crap that I had that was doing nothing anyway. So, so speaking of typo negative, we have uh, two typo negative anniversaries from last week. Yeah, we sure do. At Bloody Kisses album that was released on August seventeenth, nineteen ninety three. Thirty and, years ago. Yep. Typo Negative's other album, October Rust, released October, I mean, sorry, August 20th, 1996. Yep. So two Typo Negative's celebrating their anniversaries, anniversaries yep. from last week. I follow um, Silver Tomb. Yes, I do know follow them. them yes, yeah. What do you think of that? I think they're okay. They're all right. Yeah. All right. I, you know, not too bad. They're not too bad. They're okay. I yeah. have to admit, the only Typo Negative knowledge I kind of have is I bought a Black Sabbath tribute album from... 1994 called yeah. Nativity in Black. It's a good album. Yeah, great stuff. And yeah. they had a song on there. Now, the singer died prematurely, didn't he? He yes. did. He did. So, so I kind of know he has a little kind of status in that regard. Life cut too short, what could have been. He was, a, I guess, kind of a hard partying guy. Everybody's uh, goth daddy. Goth daddy. <laughs> Peter Steele. Yeah. I mean, he was, what, six six eight or something? He was really tall. And real ripped and it's just that voice. Yeah. This, yeah. He had the size of Glenn Danzig's yeah, ego. Yeah, he was just Yeah, he really massive. did. He was like, he was regular size Glenn, <laughs> basically. Um, he he got very large in his, in his later life. He got very puffy and he got very like, he's he started to deteriorate very rapidly. Yeah. And uh, I think he had an enlarged heart. Something like something that, like right? that yeah. And all his, his, his wine uh, drinking and yeah. things. All of the drugs and everything else he was doing did not help. But a hugely influential band for me, 
just one of my all-time favorites. And still, uh, Bloody Kiss is an, is an amazing record. October Rust, amazing. I, All the records are amazing. I think October Rust is my uh, number one, though. Great album. Just, I'll have to look for a copy. They're good, man. They're real good. I highly recommend it. And then on other music news, uh, a band that me and Rick like mm-hmm. here, uh, Death Heaven, they mm-hmm. dropped their new album on sure Friday. Did. Infinite Granite. Infinite Granite, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's... Uh, just a little quick bit. The the new album has elements of post rock, shoegaze, and emo, and tiny bits of black metal kind of sprinkled in there. Uh, not so much. They were known for their my more black metal shoegaze stuff in mm-hmm. the past, and they kind of dropped that element a little bit in this album. There's still little bits of black metal in there, but I think it's a pretty solid album overall. Um, yeah, they did have. They were like the pioneers of this like black. They kind of they brought black shoegaze into the spotlight, but they they, they, they weren't the first ones. They to weren't do the it. first ones to do it, but they made it real popular. They brought it into the spotlight. Yeah. I did have a chance to listen to Infinite Granite, and I liked the singles that I had heard so far. But overall, I thought the album fell a little short for me. I, I got yeah. a, I got a little bored with it. Um, but I I did enjoy I enjoyed every single that dropped, and I really I thought that the sort of like the the crescendos, like the outros. Yeah, you know, were really cool, and they had some, some good, um, like some black metal style closers. Yep. Um, I, I picked up uh, an '80s thrash metal classic this week, the debut of Exodus, "Bonded by Blood." You guys familiar with Exodus? Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, Kirk yep. Hammett's original band. Yeah, and it has yep. stuff on there like uh, Piranha, "Strike mm-hmm. of the Beast," and then there were none. And I only knew of them by name; I'd never heard them before. So I did a little research, and I wanted to get their debut album. Lo okay. and behold exclusive company had it picked it up for like eight or nine bucks nice it's a classic man sounds real good it's real solid it's a good album um recently got a well we'll talk about that well maybe on our next show we'll do the cassette tape roundup and i've got some exodus and then uh that'd be great i also got a little bit of wrestling news for you guys okay SummerSlam yesterday right yeah SummerSlam was yesterday but let's go before that uh cm punk returned to professional wrestling in aew he showed up on the very first rampage okay and he's going to be wrestling darby allen at all out who's darby allen he's a newer guy okay he's a he's a tiny little skateboarder guy he looks cool as hell he like paints half of his body like a skeleton Okay. And he skateboards to the ring. He's doing a thing with Sting right now. He's a newer guy, but yes. So CM Punk was real popular way back in the day. So they're trying to put him over. Then, and yeah, the crowd went nuts for him. I bet. And because they were in Chicago and he's from Chicago. Oh, yeah, he's a Chicago guy. They didn't go nuts for him when he uh, got Did the pipe bomb segment. Yeah, not <laughs> no, so much. when he got his yeah. butt whooped <laughs> in UFC. He tried. He uh, tried. Yeah, he just, I can't. Um, I can't say I would do any better. Oh, so. God, no. <laughs> I think then, he was at the age, though, where <laughs> making a debut and something like that, he missed his window of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he, against Mickey Gall, who was a straight-up murderer, just and then, murdered yeah. him in the ring. CM Punk had way too many things going on. Like, he was, like, writing comic books and trying to be a UFC fighter and whatever else. I don't know. Yeah, good for him. I mean, you know. Yeah, gave it a shot. Trying right? to branch yeah, out. I mean, so. you got to. You got you to gotta shoot your shot wherever you can. Ride that fame wave until you can't anymore. You know, capitalize on it. And now and then, he knows. If he had yep. a question in his mind, if he could do it or not, that question's probably been answered now. Yep. I think he's still under UFC contract, too. I'm not I sure. I don't think so. No? I think he got kicked out. Yeah, I think White Possibly. probably fired him or whatever. Oh, they're, they're buddies. They're friends. Yeah. I, I don't know. But he hasn't had a UFC fight since his no. what, second one. No, no. Yeah, he However, against Mickey Gall. Yeah. Or uh, um, Mike Jackson, who actually Mike Jackson got 
uh, expelled from the UFC after the after how he handled the the, the CM Punk fight because he tickled CM Punk in the ring. He tickled him, and, and they're in the fight. He <laughs> made, he made light of it. He was just picking at him and and just making a joke out of the whole fight. And he he just he could have he could have starched him in like two seconds. He just he, wanted to kind of embarrass him. He on wanted screen. to embarrass him. Yeah. So after that, uh, Dana White kicked that dude out of the promotion and said he'll never work in the UFC again, which I, I agree with. I mean, because if you just, just knock him out and be done with it, don't don't humiliate the dude. And then in WWE news, of course, SummerSlam was yesterday, and on the bill was John Cena and Goldberg, so they were there, but not on the bill. And who showed up? Becky Lynch returned, and Brock Lesnar. Hmm. I hope they did not have Goldberg beat Lashley, but I nope. wouldn't be surprised. No, he Goldberg, didn't. Yeah, so Cena lost, thankfully, and Goldberg lost, thankfully. I think that's the right call in both yeah. cases. Nobody yep. nobody likes uh, Cena or Goldberg but, anymore? But, yeah, I mean. Just give someone else a chance. Oh, okay. What it is is they were relying on these uh, old-time guys that have a draw, and that's that's been done to death. And okay. I, don't, I didn't want to see it. Those old guys, especially in the case of Goldberg, he's like, 50 something years old mm-hmm. dude's old enough to be my dad yeah like, yeah seriously and then yeah becky lynch had a, a surprise match she did exactly one maneuver and got the belt so mm, that's called a squash match <laughs> yeah it, it was popping i was kind of upset because i was like man this would have been a great match mm-hmm. and, but yeah and then brock lesnar didn't have a match he just showed up after uh he just showed up after the roman reigns john cena match well, Goldberg's a daddy. Yeah. They have Edge win. He was on the card. Edge did win. Edge that's did good. Win. I think that's okay. I, I didn't know. I was kind of conflicted about it. Yeah. As, but it's fine. Well, the only news thing I kind of have here that I wanted to mention here. Are you guys uh, kind of scared of insects? Because there's a couple no. news stories where you maybe could look into it. Depends they, on the size. Are they, are exactly. they massive? Have you heard of the murder hornets? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, they're in Washington State now, and cool. they got the name murder hornet because they kill about 50 people a year in Japan. And well, have you seen how big those things are? They're like yeah, they're, five, six times. They're like this big, dude. Yeah, they're absolutely massive. Yeah, I really hope they don't migrate over here because I remember the mid-90s of the killer bees. You know, everyone's going to get the killer bee swarm, and yeah. there's all this paranoia and concern about it. And I don't like bees or any of their derivative anyway, so that there's actually something called a murder hornet. That's not too thrilled about that. And then this summer is also supposed to be the return of the cicadas. They migrate underground for 17 years, and they come out in the millions. You guys familiar Wonderful. with cicadas? Yeah, I, I know what cicadas yeah, are. Look at yeah, this, look at this thing. Look that's at how lo- look at that. Absolutely massive, yeah. That is ridiculous, the that's size stu- of that thing. That's stupid big. They can sting through one of those beekeeper suits. It's yeah. like John Cena's weenie. <laughs> and then... Uh, oh, you can't see it either? Or? <laughs> yeah, I can't see that either. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, there Burn. we go. See, look at that. Good, good cross-reference. And then I got some bad news for you guys. Oh, I don't All right. bad news. Only fans, bad news. Only fans is banning sexually explicit content yeah, starting in October. Yeah, true. <laughs> My friend Brian told me about that, and I wanted to break it to you guys gently, but you already know. So. Yep. So what we're going to have to do is my idea of what I told the wife is we're going to read Goosebump books in our sultry voices. <laughs> well, you could still sure. be – you could still have nudity. Uh, it's, yeah. But you can't you can be have, pornography. Yeah, it can't be pornography. But you can be nude. You can be nude. So we can be in the nude and reading Goosebumps. What's I want a oh, sub to that. Oh, Give man. me in on the ground floor of that one. Yeah, let me That's copyright Greg right here. You can't take my idea. Nope. You heard it first. Greg Williams, he's got the uh, groundbreaking idea for creepy kid stories told in the nude. 
when they take them away now, in a banded yeah. van, we're going to know why. Now yep. it's kind of gross thinking about it. Yeah. When you put it that way. It's kinda... Well, kids can't sub to that, but if you want to, you know, <laughs> like relive all your favorite Goosebumps stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, getting new Goosebumps. There you go. Good. Who Lord. knows? Um, okay. The So if you've been following along with our show, all seven of you. Um, we do, we've been doing this list every week. I forgot to, I'm sorry, I forgot to scratch off Megaforce, but this is where we're at. We've got, um, Horror Show, Metal Storm, Terror Firmer. Maybe, maybe I took that one out. I don't know. We took we'll, some of we'll these We'll figure out. it out, yeah. We're going to have to redo this list because uh, we were talking about it, about, uh, taking some picks out and, uh. Yeah, because we've kind of done the martial arts stuff a lot already. Yeah, and I think, um. I think our biggest mistake was like putting a list of like seventy three films. Yeah, maybe there's three of us. Each <laughs> of us just put like three. three names in the hat, yeah. and we got two months worth of material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, because yeah. So, so um, let's go ahead and and do our um, movie pick this week, Greg. If you want to do the honors, and all right. Dive into old Yorick there. Take got, off his skull like a like I'm performing brain surgery yeah. here. Just like in Red Dragon, remember Ray Liotta got the top of his head took off? Yeah, that was Hannibal. That was Hannibal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. He fed him his brain. Yeah, that was Hannibal. And he was still like saying lewd things to What are you guys Clarice. hoping for? Death Wish 3. Death, Death Wish. Wish 3 or Rotor. I, I, I want to get Rotor out of the way because we've been talking about it for so long. All right. Come on, what do we got? roll, please. Rotor! Oh, oh yeah! My God. We got Look Rotor. We got Rotor. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. Maybe Let's, some of uh, you previous viewers are aware that we've all been kind of chomping at the bit, hoping for Rotor. Rotor. Yeah. yeah. We're thinking it's going to be a D minus knockoff of uh, RoboCop, or maybe not even that. Who knows? <laughs> Expectations th- are low, but entertainment is going to be high. Yeah, I think it's an F plus. Uh, Rotor, also known as Blue Steel, awesome. and Rotor Police Force is a 1987 American science fiction action film. Starring Richard Chiazawin, Jane Smith, and Margaret Trigg. The film has been described as a low-budget copy of The Terminator and RoboCop with some elements taken from Judge Dredd. So right up your alley, Robert Cop. Yeah, I think Robert so. Robert Cop, yeah. Robert right Cop 2. <laughs> Robert Cop 2, right up your alley. Revenge the, of the Boogaloo. The, yeah. <laughs> Boogaloo. <laughs> the movie is well-known in Argentina as the origin of the name of the Argentinian rock group um, band El Matao Un Policia... Motors. I'm sorry. I cannot. I can't speak Spanish. I might be. I might be Spanish, but I can't. Speak <laughs> you can't it. speak Spanish. Okay. So I can't just, speak it either. So it's fine. The plot surrounds a corrupt division commander, Earl Bugler, orders his subordinate, Doctor J. Barrett C. Cold Iron, a leading scientist in the field of police robotics, to rush development of an experimental police robot. Bugler wants the prototype <laughs> dubbed Rotor which stands for Robotic Officer of the Tactical Operations Research Reserve Unit. God, that's a mouthful. That's, a that's too much, man. That's, that's why they shorten it to Rotor. Oh, Lord. That's why all the military has all those, too. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. So they want that ready in 60 days so that Senator Donald D. Douglas can take public credit for the project and use it to catapult himself into the White House. So it goes on, um, which I won't give away the plot points. Um this is just from the Wikipedia page because we're because this is a surprise. We every week we don't I don't research these and we just kind of leave it for live on the air so we guys so we can have a live reaction um, during the body of the show. I did so. get some feedback from my younger cousin too. He watched Chopping Mall streaming or something, mm-hmm. and then he had our audio track, whether it was on 
Spotify or Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or whatever. He had it on the surround. And he said that really gives kind of a nice viewing experience because then he's seeing the movie the first time and then our commentary kind of chimes in nicely with what they're seeing on screen. Of course, we are the originals to do that, not Mystery Science Theater or Riff Tracks. <laughs> Don't we? Or, that's or all, anybody it's all, else. It's all my idea. <laughs> was so. this your pick, uh, Robert Cop, too? Um, no, I pick. think it was Greg's. No, that was my pick. No, no, not Greg's. Yeah, Rick's. Yeah. None of my picks made it. Well, yeah, because you were too late. That's why. Yeah, that's why I would want to redo yeah. the list so I can include your picks because <laughs> because um, it got lost. You, you, I think you were really busy that week. Or I just something, never, something never knew when you wanted it. Oh, or whatever, yeah, no, too, whatever. Yeah. Well, and then I'm also like very procrastination. Like, yeah. I'll, like I'll do it at the last minute. <laughs> right. Which and then and then Rob and I were like in our in our teenage excitement. We just like he just made this list really quick and oh yeah yeah it took like yeah, two seconds. One so. thing I was like I don't know what you want and then I was just like okay when do you want it and I had no idea so but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's our so. prerogative. We can edit the list anytime we choose. We can. Um, Are you going to turn the subtitles on? We're going to turn the subtitles on this week. We're going to try an experiment. We'll try not to focus and read them too much. But, okay. but whatever, like, you know, if you need to just kind of read into it sometimes. It's, because I remember last time we were like, what in the hell is happening in this movie? The Megaforce. We yeah, had no we had clue. no idea what no was clue. going on. I so, was just kind of speculating the whole time. Just yeah. kind of like, I think this is what's happening, but I have no idea. Cullen Blaine is a cool name, directed by Cullen Blaine. It sounds like, like a, that name. a WWE wrestler, doesn't it? <laughs> he could be an Irish distiller, too, like Cullen Blaine single malt scotch. Yeah, it yeah. does sound good. It does, right? That's your porno name, Robert <laughs> Cop, too. No, it's Cullen. Raul Rockridge. <laughs> Raul. Well, mine is a rad thundercock. <laughs> thundercock. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I know that Rodor is available on Amazon Prime. It's also free on YouTube, so if you can, go. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't spend any money. Yeah, not on not on rotor. Well, no, I, uh, well, maybe on rotor. It's well, going to be better than Mega Force. Mega Force was horrible. There was no enemy <sighs> visible in the entire film. None. I mean, there last was ten, a bad one. That last ten minutes, though. Oh, it was all about well, you that know, was magical. The, so the, rotor here's got a thirty-five <laughs> percent on the on on, on a pass uh, pass a popcorn. What is that? Yeah. No, that's a pop- rotten tomatoes. Well, no, no. that's a popcorn. What is that? What is that popcorn? I don't. It's uh, it's not the Rotten Tomatoes one. It's the other one. It's the popcorn. Okay. Probably, probably IMDb or whatever. Something. So anyway, the approval rate is low, folks. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah. So if you. Or it's probably yeah the reboot of whatever this one is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you'd like to uh, watch Rodor with us, uh, queue it up on YouTube right now, and away we go. Here we go with Rodor. I uh, I have seen this movie several times, and I don't remember. I think it was just you know I, I in when I was a kid I would get Fangoria magazine. I love Fangoria, and yeah. this was one of the little ads in the you know in the in the in the coming attractions whatever part of the thing, and I picked this movie up I think on VHS. Of course, I've shown you guys the my VHS copy of it, and I watched the original VHS copy of it, and I've had it for all these years. And I hated it when I, after I watched it, and I still hate it now. But it's amazing. Did you notice the credit did say Blue Steel? It yeah, didn't it said say Rotor. Oh, it said Blue Steel. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yes, it did. Too busy, like, too busy taking a stroll down memory lane. Memory lane. Michael Hunter as Commander. What? What is it? Bugler? Is it Bugler? I'd say Bugler. 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 It's, Bugler. It's, I don't uh, know. Whatever. Yeah. When so, will people learn that any type of robot is destined to go on a killing rampage? Terminator, Chopping Mall, this. 
It just doesn't right. end well. Yeah, robots out of control. You know, it, well, it, and it's very relevant these days with all the AI and the rise of AI technology and drones. Drones. I'm waiting like for a that. drone to just give their controller the middle finger and turn around and just chop it up with the propeller blades. Just big oh, red happen. mist go everywhere. Probably has already happened. Waiting for your smart vacuum to come over <laughs> with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> chop you at the ankles. Seriously. Cut your Achilles tendon. <laughs> Based on an original story idea by Cullen Blaine. An original is a very broad definition. I mean, yeah, that's a <laughs> Robocop, Terminator, all this stuff was before Rotor, but this is original. That's very, yeah. well, just like our idea. This idea is very original, directed by Cullen Blaine. Yeah, they were uh, absolutely wasted and they watched Robocop exactly once and they, they like, had this weird, vivid dream and they were like, you know what? I have this idea. <laughs> Oh my God! Here it is. Here's the close-up. Holy crap! That today's is terrible. Headline. So I'm I'm wondering if this is like okay. Today's headlines: murder, rape, robbery, and arson. I don't know. What about them? There they are. Arson murder, rape. sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> Tomorrow's solution: Rodor. I bet he stole Robot Ninja's visor. He did. Yeah, he, he did. He did. Oh, I was yeah, right. There it is. Rodor. Look Five. at that head, though. That could have been on a Megadeth album. That could be Vic Rattlehead. <laughs> that wasn't like an action figure I had in like 1983. Robotic, officer, tactical, operation, research. That's, That's too long. Just too like many words. Tech Robot 1. Keep it simple. Rob, you want to read that? Our objective was to build the perfect cop of the future, a machine programmed to overcome any obstacle, to combat the crimes and corruption which threaten the very existence of our society. But something went terribly wrong. Oh, say it ain't so. Something always goes terribly wrong. Here we go. Helicopter shot over the city. This could be New York or Vegas or anything, right? Uh, this probably is Los Angeles. Yeah, Los this Angeles? is probably a big city yeah. with all these tall skyscrapers. Yeah, you look how oh. flat that is. All desert out there in the all that smog in the sky. Yeah, smug or smog? Yeah. Smog. Smog. The smog has the smog has an attitude, so it's smug. It's it's mad. It lost its whatever it's, fight against Godzilla. <laughs> it's very uh, polluted. Yeah, I wonder where that is. is Look that, at that uh, oh, interstate there. That's how many lanes? Six, six, yeah, seven. Each way. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. That's too many. Oh, here comes a Mercedes. So, um, watching these law enforcement movies, uh, Rob, are they? Do you still watch law enforcement movies and sort of uh, sure re- revisit your old days? Well, I admit I didn't do it for a real long time. I did it for about three and a half four years but it gave me enough time to realize time. it wasn't for me i yeah. only did it in a part-time aspect but uh-huh. i worked death investigations and quality of life complaints and community themed events with 50 60 70 thousand people so i saw a lot yeah. in a short time yeah so i don't think you have to do it for 30 years to understand what the job includes right right you can kind of learn quickly what you signed up for i mean stop and think about it you're not interacting with anybody on their best day in their right. mind, whatever's going on is the world's biggest problem. Right, right. Whether it is or isn't, in their mind, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. So it can be very kind of mentally trying. You know, it's hard not to get biased because they always say everyone has unconscious bias. It's true. We all do, especially if you deal with the same person many, many times. And let's say they're always the course of the problem. Mm-hmm. You unintentionally assume they will be this time. Right. But maybe not the case. Maybe now they're on the recipient end of someone else's right. bad stuff. So. We're all human. If you say, well, I wouldn't do that, well, okay. Get out there, put the vest on, put the duty belt on, and see how you do because you just don't know. 
Yeah, that's the thing is we're all human. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to react to someone and how someone's going to push your buttons. And yeah, we just, all have buttons. We all have a fuse. Once it gets lit, there you go. Mm-hmm. It can happen to anybody. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to take a step back and try to calm things down. Yeah. So Exactly. Exactly. Look at that jacket that guy's got on, though. That's killer. That's a killer jacket. I, you know, they need to bring back white cowboy hats, or I'm not sure if they ever went away. They shouldn't go away. They're very big, like probably still in Amarillo, El Paso. You need a white cowboy hat with how tall you are. Oh, yeah. Let's find one of those at the Salvation Army. <laughs> I'd wear it. I'd yeah. wear it. Just on here, but I'd For still sure. wear it. No, you got to wear it everywhere. Yeah, you got to wear it Every, all the time. It'd be like your trademark look. Dude. I couldn't fit in my truck, though. <laughs> the fact that you're driving a truck is even better. With that hat, yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, no promises. I'll give it a shot, but once it doesn't work, I'll still wear it down here. Oh, we're going to get you one. That's fine. That'll be. (laughs) The straw ones, though, right? So they got the mesh, right? So they're breathable. My name is Cold Iron Barrett. Cold Iron. What a horrible name that is. In charge of the Tactical Operations Lab. Two days ago, I was considered one of the best in the field of police robotics. I didn't know there was a field of police robotics. I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, But he's thought of as a modern-day Dr. Frankenstein, so apparently his coworkers don't approve. Who gives a shit? If I was Dr. Frankenstein, I'd just, I'll do what I want. Yeah, for real. Uh, I mean, where is the city? I don't know. I'm so terrible with this stuff. It definitely looked southwest or west, right? It looked like there were some desert, kind of dry, flat areas. It could be, uh, I don't want to say Vegas, but... Could be. It could be. It doesn't look like there's, you know, many, like, flashy casinos around there. That's what I'm saying. Like that, it just looks like a bland, big it's, city. It's probably... This based. is a weird kind of ongoing shot, kind of a helicopter view of all these high-rise buildings looking down at the streets. Yeah, this is when they realize that we have all this B-roll. We have, we rented this, uh, <laughs> this helicopter, and we have... Oh, I love this. He's in a cop car, but there's no mesh. There's no screen, nothing dividing the back seat from the front. That <laughs> that car is not going anywhere. It's just like shaking up and down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you, you don't have the budget for moving. gas. No, no, no. <laughs> That's no. not moving anywhere. No, no. They just have somebody my side out back pushing up and down on the trunk to rock it. Yeah, a definitely. magic wipe in there, and um, that's not a police no, that's, interrogation room at no, all. No, look at there's tin foil. Look yeah, tin foil. foil there's aluminum foil there's around the windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like what they, they just divided one of these weird rooms in half with like a cardboard wall that they painted black and got tin foil on. No, it. that's exactly it. That's completely accurate. And that, that looks like a plywood table. Do you see the top of that? I no, mean, that's I a table that you that. can buy for like two dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. And metal folding chairs, like, come on, they did not spend a lot of money on this. The composite board. Okay, so... Beautiful landscape. Definitely. Now they can't afford to film in the big city anymore, so they found a farm. Yeah, they're in the vineyard somewhere. (laughs) The October breeze blew across the ranch. The cattle were coming in for the morning feeding and a buttery morning sunlight. A buttery... I mean, what is this guy... What is he writing? (laughs) (laughs) Bridges of Madison County? (laughs) What the hell? And I am not making this up, folks. Those are the subtitles. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that barn. I've never seen anything like that. It's more of a pyramid. Yeah, that's strange. Looks like a it looks like a spaceship or something. Yeah, it I'm, does look like a spaceship. I'm starting to regret my choice of rotor. <laughs> Maybe we should have watched Roadhouse or something. Instead. Roadhouse. Give it time. It's gonna gradually build, and once the terrible hits here, it'll be full throttle, folks. Yeah, yeah. you gotta know that the first act's gonna be slow and dull. It could be. Uh, it could bore us to the point of like. I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah, we could uh, 
cut our episode short today. Who knows? It was a bad one. I can reenact you guys with uh, how many ever thousands of people were at the show for uh, Hella Mega. And- That's right. You went to. You had an interesting experience. You went to a show, the first show since the pandemic. Yeah. Well, now, where did you? Who did you go see? So we went to Hella Mega, and we went to go see Weezer, Fallout Boy, and Green Day. Because you're a huge Weezer fan. So I yeah. like Weezer. I yeah. do. I love Weezer. Okay. Say it ain't so. That's a great yeah. band. I like that song. I haven't really actively listened to Green Day in a long time, but, you know, they were still pretty that's, solid. That's probably a good idea. But before they went on set, they had started uh, blasting Bohemian Rhapsody through the speakers. So, like, I don't know how many people were there. Let's say it's like 30,000 people. Uh-huh. Never heard 30,000 people stand up and sing bohemian rhapsody that sounds awesome it was amazing yeah that sounds awesome and then there was a point in time where they turned off all the lights and the, the whole stadium so we went to wrigley field and everybody had their flashlight lights on on their camera and it was nuts it was like all the lights i was like holy shit this is cool as hell yeah the first time i saw kiss in 1996 at the milwaukee bradley center before they went on stage they had the um foreplay long time by boston on you know like mm. that big organ intro and stuff like that mm-hmm. and everybody was jamming to that yeah it gives songs kind of a different when you hear them on the radio yeah versus seeing thousands of people all in the moment mm-hmm. i see how rock stars could get pretty big egos oh yeah dude especially if you're dave mustaine <laughs> I, I watched that uh, when greg when you got here this morning i was watching a really good uh dave mustaine documentary uh, it's called icons nice and it was like dave mustaine's life story uh, um <clears throat> an abridged version of his life story up until like now and it was really good. It was it was really honest. He was he was really honest, and it was a really cool insight into the early days of like him getting into music and Megadeth and all that. I've never actually seen Megadeth. I, I've always wanted to. Of course, my friends growing up got to see Megadeth and uh, multiple times, and I I always missed it because I had moved around so much. I, I was I was up here in Wisconsin by myself when those guys were going to see Megadeth, and I really miss it because it was during the. Um, um, euthanasia tour that they'd seen him. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so, a good one. Yeah. I oh. saw him in the year 2000 at Maximum Rock at Alpine Valley. They co-headlined with Motley Crue, so that would have been like... Risk. Like, that was the Risk tour. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of Risk, but Crush'em was okay. I mean, it worked. Yeah. It's probably about as poppy as they get, but they were still pretty good. They played like Peace Cells and Sweating Bullets and oh, all Oh, yeah, classics. they do their hits. Definitely. Um, now, wasn't Crush'em like a Duke Nukem? Song, some it should video, be video game song. Yeah. Do you know that? If I, I have no idea. It sounds really familiar, but yeah. Oh wait, no, I got it. Universal Soldier: The Return with Van Damme. Oh, Goldberg yeah. was actually in that movie. Yeah, the sequel. Yeah, so Crushem was in like the trailers or the closing credits for that movie. Cool. Yep. Um, I think like one of the more epic concerts I saw was '93. I saw Metallica, Suicidal Tendencies, and Danzig. Nice. Wow. That yeah. would have been a hell of a yeah. show. Alpine Valley, sure. It was really cool. I was That's fi- a cool venue. It was really cool. I was I was fifteen. It was my first like a like arena show. And, yeah. Uh, it was good. It was a solid show. And Mike Muir, the lead singer of Suicidal, had broke his leg that tour or before that tour, so he was in a wheelchair and they wheeled him out. And um, at the end of the show, they all the whole everybody came on stage and played Misfits songs to close the show. <laughs> nice. Glenn was okay with that. He's real touchy. Oh, yeah, no, he, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I've only seen dancing the, the one time, and that was it. And yeah, I mean, I assume because it was Metallica and suicidal. I mean, the, probably the biggest Misfits fans on the planet. Yeah. Those guys. 
So under those circumstances, he's okay with it. But if someone's sitting down and asking him a question about it, and he gets a little touchy, a little yeah, edgy. Yeah, because, you know, I assume any interview that Glenn does, he's probably trying to promote a project. So he doesn't want to talk about the past. He wants to promote, like, whatever yeah. thing he's hawking that week, whether it's, like, a weird, nudie, like, cowboy, lesbian, vampire movie or whatever <laughs> he's doing. But oh, I don't know about you, Rick. You've been to those big stadium shows, but as fun as they are, and I went to it, and I we had a good time, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss the smaller venues. Oh, of course. Like, uh, going to, like, the Sylvie was it's just absolutely amazing every time. Mm-hmm. Like some of those venues that are meant for those music, it's, they're always amazing. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. What's the theater up in Madison? In this moment, has been there a couple it's different majestic times. or the I Orpheum? Is it one? Yeah, there's the a majestic couple. or the Orpheum. There's uh, a couple of them. So well, they get, the yeah. Orpheum is at the end of that. Or the Orpheum is at the end of that street. What's that street State by the Capitol? It's on the Capitol, right by the Capitol. Yeah. Uh, and then they got the Veterans Coliseum and everything over there. Yeah. the Lion Energy Center. That's right on John Nolan Drive. Yeah. John Nolan Drive, right? Yeah, there, yeah, something around there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right off of there. Yep. Yeah. So I think the Orpheum's on State Street. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember where everything's at, but they got a couple good music venues up there in Madison. There's one where they where they close the street off, and they have that. They have a show at the end of the street. It's like a dead end, right by the Capitol. Are you thinking of the okay. theater right there? No, it's they, not they, the Mifflin Street Block Party. No, he's. No. I know what he's thinking of. I can't remember the name of it. It's been forever since I've been up to Madison, but yeah. I went up if there. If you go up to the Capitol where they block off pretty much all the Capitol, you like you can't go out. Like you can barely drive, or you have to like you park to, somewhere, and then you have and to walk. walk. Yeah. Through the Capitol. Yeah. Basically, all their downtown area, and there's a there's a point in time where it's like a dead end street, and they got a. It's a right. thing right there. Look at this robot with the cop hat. That's the Chicago eight point hat. He's got a tinfoil neck. This is like, okay, this is like the Rocky Four robot, pre-Rocky Four. Now, explain to us what the Chicago hat is. That style of hat there that's often what you see like in dress parade, um, often referred to as like the eight-point hat or the Chicago hat. There you can see it from the front view. It has the short black bill, kind of the blue material, kind of comes to a high point in the center with the badge. That's often referred to as the Chicago PD or the eight-point hat. Interesting. Yep. You know what? That hat is awesome. That is an that is an iconic cop hat, movie Definitely. cop hat, right? Sure. In most cases, you just see it in um, dress parades or maybe formal functions. But the Capitol Police up in Madison—that's part of the uniform. Oh, really? Still, it's a still it's still it's still a thing. Yep. I was just gonna, that was my next question: was do the, is that still a uh, a lot of Eastern? like uh, Boston, Connecticut, and stuff like that. They wear something like that, but it has a black and white kind of checkered pattern hmm. around it as well. Like so a, in, like around like this, the band right here, yeah. you're saying, right? Yeah, but it's pretty noticeable. It's probably at least a couple inches wide, hmm. and they kind of use more light blue colors out on the East Coast as opposed to the navy blue darks. That's interesting. Yep. I noticed overseas in the U.K. they have the high-vis checkered stuff too, right? Sure. Yeah. And they, yeah, the policia, obviously. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the language. Yeah, but their vehicles look a lot different. Lots of times they're bright yellow or, mm-hmm. or just all white. Mm-hmm. Or lots of times ours have a color contrast, whether it's black and white or whatever. Or like the our city cops are all dark, dark cars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they want to be subdued. They want to hide. Right, right, right. Well, um, so well, this guy here with his amazing sunglasses. I look like those sunglasses. Yeah coat combo here was this the guy who was he was he was the rancher he was arrested before right he was the guy that was in the thing yeah and then this has to be in texas because it showed a ranch and he had a texas coffee cup okay so it was texas Texas. okay so maybe it was austin or 
Dallas. Dallas, yeah. probably, maybe. Could be. Here's this old uh, movie projector. 30, oh, I'm nice. I miss film projectors. Look at there's oh, Rotor. Oh, my there's God. Rotor. Look at this It looks guy. like a skeleton. It's a cross between Legos and Erector sets. Exactly. And so constructs those building blocks. My question is, is this the thing that's supposed to be the skeleton Yep. So like the like he's supposed to be inside the man, right? Like that's the like RoboCop, like he's the skeleton. I mean, you would know. I was gonna say if that the robot that we saw earlier, I was like, is this the prototype to rotor? Well, they just said something or, about a combat chassis. So yeah. So <laughs> so this is what <laughs> this is like. Okay. I'll show you a combat chassis. In other words, <laughs> in other words, like this is the Terminator. That oh, my oh God. he took oh, yeah. Look at that stop animation. That's terrible. That's amazing. <laughs> Ray Harryhausen, eat your heart out. Seriously. What's he got on his chest and stomach? Like is he voguing? Is he doing clear? the Madonna dance? What's he doing? What is this? How can That's I... a huge ass skeleton for one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, like those are supposed to be like his abs, I think, right? Like, like, the, yeah, he had like this glass or whatever that was like over his chest and stomach. That was really weird. It just looked like like a like a figure stand, like when you get like yeah. a six inch action figure, like the stand you put his feet on. Yeah. And this one guy's thing. name was Doctor Such and Such from Jargon University in Malibu. <laughs> yeah. They didn't spend enough time coming up with ideas and writing. Oh my God! This. According Somebody worked guy, hard on this stop animation, okay? Uh, yeah, that would take a long time to do. According to this guy, this 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 endoskeleton can also do karate. This combat chassis can do is capable of doing karate. It has simulative brain impulses. In yeah. any case, a command. It's been taught the aerobic <laughs> movement. That's what it's doing right now. It's doing its yoga. He's doing the downward dog. <laughs> Terrible. I'm telling you, he's voguing. Now what's that, he, is he he's starting like his a ass Harley? Out. Look at now, that he's driving his motorcycle now. He's, he's driving it and yeah. The metal can learn. It so doesn't what, need motors, gears. All tubes. those tubes are for hydraulic fluid? <laughs> Oil. Yep. That's so you can pop and lock cool all, all over your face. <laughs> Transmission fluid. All of it. All of it. Just mix it all together and go. This guy's already suspicious. Heroes and villains? Question mark. Oh, jo- Jolly McBulldog over there? That's right. He's got a nice Winston Churchill kind of he bulldog continents. Yeah. Yeah. At our pay scale, I'd say something. So apparently they're not too impressed or something. No, he, they were comparing heroes and villains, and they were like, at my pay scale, or at our pay scale, I think we're heroes, for whatever stupid reason. I think Dr. Frank oh, he glows. must have felt the same way. So so Rotor, the combat chassis, is lit very much like the Too Fat Escape podcast studio. Except not as nice as our studio. Not as nice as the studio, but certainly is. Either we control society, or it destroys itself. Oh, boy. And cut. We don't really need to do anything else, right? We just saw the robot dance. They're already questioning whether it's a good idea. That's the end of the That's movie. The end just of the skip. Movie. <laughs> 25 years from now, you'll all see. You'll see. So um, what do you think the best venue, small venue, that you've been to? Um, I've been to a lot of basement shows, and those are always cool. Those are always good. Uh, so I can't take away from any of those. Right. But something, man, I don't know, something to me, I never, like the bar shows are, uh, they always sound really weird. Like at the like, rave bar? Like, yeah, going to the rave bar, and yeah. we've been to like High Noon Saloon. Okay, I don't think I've ever been yeah, there. Yeah, I've been there, and it and it was okay, Like, but the sound is always weird, Yeah, especially in bars. It's something to me about like the Sylvie, like their sound is just so fucking perfect every time okay. I've been there. We've been there a couple times, and... I mean, they're not small, 
I wouldn't say they're that small by any means necessary because you could fit thousands of people in there. But it's not like Coliseum huge right. either where you're going to fit thirty to 50,000 people in right, there. Right, right, right. I kind of like um, the sound in an outdoor environment because sometimes I think the sound gets trapped indoors. Mm-hmm. Like at the Coliseum, if I go see a show there and I don't have earplugs in, my head is going to ring for a week. Oh yeah, and that's not enjoyable. I think it's just depending on where they're pointing this, like the speakers and everything, because you want your sound to bounce around for everybody to hear it. Yeah, yeah. and so it kind of gets like if you don't get sound correct in an outdoor stadium, it can just get drowned out, and you don't hear a lot of stuff, which happens. You know, I've had it. I've heard it happen. Right, what? right, right. Yeah, but right. like, Plus, and then I'll... if you get like too loud which is what I'm talking about in the bar environments where they pump it out so loud, it's just deafening, and all you hear is, like... Distortion and the, feedback. The drums, mm-hmm. like the bass drum. Or the, or the yeah. bass is so loud yeah. it rattles your rib cage yeah. and you can't be anywhere near the stage. Yeah. That's how I feel. when I The last couple of shows we went to, like, the bass was so loud, it was... It was like physically upsetting. Like I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't be, I couldn't be anywhere near. We went to the, we went to the House of Blues to see a band uh, last year, two years ago maybe. And uh, dude, I could not get anywhere near that stage. I don't know what it was. It was just the vi- the vibration of it. I think I told you like the very first time I saw Deaf Heaven was at the High Noon Saloon, and we were right in front of. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lead guitar player, and like they played so loud, which is part of their thing. Uh, but it, like I, I was hard of hearing for like three days. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's uh, like, that's like, hearing damage. Yeah, uh, I have permanent hearing damage from seeing the Melvins and Cosmic Psycho in the rave bar. Yeah, um, yeah. If you go to the rave bar and you're right up there and close, and you're not wearing earplugs, <laughs> say goodbye. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, me too. Because sometimes I'll be talking or listening or doing things, and my head just goes. Yeah, and then it stays like that for a couple of minutes, and then it goes away. So I know I have hearing damage. Are you replacing yourself with a rotor skeleton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put a oh, rotor on there. Rotor Rick. Yeah, <laughs> Rotor Rick. Rotor Rooter Rick. He'll rotor unclog Rick. all your basement <laughs> needs. Seriously, it can be handy for down here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then let's see who else? Uh, growing up in in the city um in the 90s was a great time to see a lot of bands and i saw steppenwolf at the rock county fair and then like 2006 i also saw randy travis so they have you know a good setup there at rock county at least a couple times i can think of top three bands i saw at uh beloit remember the river fest river fest Fest. top three bands marky mark weird al and molly hatchet Oh, you were flirting with disaster in a big time. <laughs> I really don't remember any of the bands at that Riverfest really? at all. Weird Al, dude. I don't he remember. Was there. I saw. I probably a, saw it. <laughs> I don't remember it. I saw Alice Cooper there, and I also oh, saw did? Ted Nugent. Alice Cooper is really good live. I last oh, saw him in 2014 is. with Motley Crue on their The End tour. Oh my god! I think I remember. Fat Vince Neil. Yeah, Chipmunk I think I Vince. remember seeing Cheap Trick there. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't remember any. I remember going there, but I don't remember anything else. See, now I'm I'm a big Motley Crue fan. The Doctor Feelgood logo was my first tattoo. I love their music, more especially I like Shout at the Devil and Doctor Feelgood, Decade of Decadence. Their other stuff, they have a couple good songs on it because they were pretty big into drugs. No, no surprise there. I was really disappointed when I saw them in 2014. I honestly thought Vince's mic was shut off. I you couldn't hear him. 
you could not. They probably hear him. had it so low. Yeah. It was so disappointing. Yeah, well, it's because he looks like this. Yeah, he, yeah, I, right, <laughs> right. He probably weighs fifty more pounds or so than I do, and I'm a two hundred and fifty pound man. And I guarantee I'm a lot taller. Than he probably guys. doesn't sound anywhere near what he used to either. So I had no idea. No, I couldn't dude. tell. Have it was you ever so mu- seen those videos of him now? Like the 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 live shows? He just like blah, 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 it's all yeah. gobbledygook. Like if you take a verse in the song, he'd sing two or three words of it, then point the mic out to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. If you do that once in a while, okay. But all the time, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. Who is this dude? With he, look at that bullet. He looks like Prince Valiant. He looks like from Shrek. What's the guy from Shrek? Is it Prince Valiant? This guy's an extra from Excalibur. I, sir, I just cameth from next door. Seriously. No, man, that is the that is a powerful mullet. Look at this mall. It's like ten stories tall. That is the mullet and bowl cut combo. <laughs> Seriously. If you wear a pink and white striped shirt with a gray and black jacket and a big belt buckle, you do not have the right to scowl at anybody. Look, look man, at him. He's such a douche. I would rock that look, okay? Dude. Who, yeah, look at that. <laughs> that that pink and... I have a pink button-up dress shirt, dude. I will rock that shit. Oh, yeah. But you would never wear it with a gray and black outer jacket, would well, you? Well, I don't, I don't have a jacket. I'm too poor for a jacket. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> if anyone wonders about the credentials of the robot, it says police on his shoulder, plus he has the hat. Yeah, that's the police liaison. So plus what, he's blue. What, what would you do if you... Um, I think I... I posed this question to Greg last week. What would you do if you, the first day of the force, you came in and you were greeted with a police robot and they're like, well, here, son, here's your first day. This is how the police force really works. Now you're on the police robotics. Detail. The detail. I guess I just have one question. Does he take double A's? Where do I plug him in? Seriously. What what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to make sure he just doesn't get stuck and go around in a circle? Yeah. Why am I here? Is he a full service robot? What is the purpose of that? Uh, robot there do you does anybody have a guess he's a pleasure robot he looks like does he's he a, a pleasure <laughs> robot he looks like he's a greeter or something yeah he's on cut look at that i want to say he's between uh the walmart greeter and the early stages of um a vacuum cleaner he's dj roomba his yeah. neck looks like a dryer vent hose it, it completely <laughs> yeah, is that's exactly that's the yeah same. that's what i'm saying He's got. He while he's going around welcoming and greeting people and he's giving clean, them cleaning shit, the floor. He's cleaning the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I do like his face though. It alternates between blue and red, so it has like the cop siren in his face. That's that's pretty clever. <laughs> that's how he's gonna pull people over for jaywalking. That's what he does. He just drives along the street and pulls you over. Like oh fuck, I'm gonna pull over by a vacuum cleaner. The chopping mall <laughs> robots would make mincemeat of that guy. Yeah, he wouldn't he, last ten seconds. Yeah, he doesn't There's have any, no way. He doesn't have any. Lasers. He doesn't have face lasers. What is that? IROC? Is he twenty eight? What is that thing? Yeah, that uh, looks like IROC? an IROC. Is it? Yeah. Oh no no! I, I think that has to be like a, a Datsun or a Mazda or something. Is that a Land Rover in front of it? They're now a at a place Rover? called. Crockett's. Look at that wood paneling station wagon. I would love that station wagon. You know like, what? We too. saw one the other day. I would love that. We saw a newer one. It had uh, it had all the wood paneling and it had a little trailer that also had wood paneling. Mm, so it was a whole look. It was yeah, a vibe. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was a vibe they were going for. Yeah. I really like My wife took a picture of it, too. That's awesome. It was amazing. The best wood paneling cars in planes, trains, and automobiles. The rental car that they destroy, they get stuck between two semis and mm-hmm. starts on fire. And man, I miss John Candy. He, oh, he went way too soon. The best. He, he was died, so good. And he died in Mexico, too, when he was filming that horrible movie. Wagons East or whatever? No, Wagons West? It or? was, uh, maybe it was Wagons East. Yeah. He, the one where, yeah, the one they were filming in Mexico. Like a pioneer. Yeah. I just felt so terrible because, I mean, you lo- who, who hates John Candy? Uh, 
communist. I'm just God. If you're not a fan of comedy, that's fine. But he, his John Hughes movies or stuff like Summer Rental and The Great Outdoors Dude. and. It, he was in his early 40s. He was our like, age. I know. He's like 43, 44. And his stuff was funny without just d- taking the cheap fruit, like swearing every two or three words. No, there was no swearing. He didn't swear um, really ever. And Man, that is some high-tech equipment you guys got going on there. Yeah, they've got some, some Menards. Old, uh, old school. They picked up these computers from Dollar General. I used to play Oregon Trail on something that looked yeah. like that in yeah. 1990 or They're so. Apple IIe When computers. I was in like the sixth grade. Now I can't run a sequential circuitry test without the impulse feed chain. <laughs> Whatever that means. Kalidron, this is your monster. So that robot must be called Kalidron. Well, I think this is the beginning to a porno. He's just flashing right people. Here. Look He's at that. Like, Wait, Willard. Of course, the guy with the oversized glasses, messy hair, is called Willard. <laughs> well, doctor, I'm come to diagnose your computer problem. <laughs> it's like I can't. I came to suck. Looks yeah. like you've got a problem with your hard drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please put your hard drive into my pad. Some low-budget sci-fi flick, not in um, Rodor. Uh, yeah. He's 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 sweating. What do you guys think this movie cost? Um, $189. Yeah, about, about that. $189? <laughs> That's on the high end. Sure. I was thinking of more of, you know, maybe 50 On the technical side, this movie is is shot well. It mostly looks okay. It looks pretty um, good. They must have had permission to use actual buildings and stuff because we saw a lot of city stuff. and this That was all stock footage, man. Sure, yeah. But I love look, the at stuff. That, look at those graphics. <laughs> like, authorized personnel only. Only authorized people can go into the rotor room. You can't miss Robotic the rotor room. Technical operations research. So now it's no. That's more, where I go to the bathroom. It's it's no longer horny jail. It's now the rotor room. <laughs> That's rotor really, look room. at what is that? Is that Michael Jackson's hyperbolic chamber or whatever? Look at that thing. It looks That's like an iron terrible. lung. Somebody who came up lung. too fast and has the bends. Yeah, he's got the bends. Speaking of the Benz, I really wanted to see Radiohead live and never got a chance to. I know they came around like once every 10 years yeah, or something. Yeah, it's, it's very rare to see them around here. They never they don't play the States, probably because I don't, I don't think they like the United States. Probably not. They came around once, I think, in the last 20 years, twice maybe. My all-time favorite bands. Though. Somebody's in the tanning bed in the back. Seriously. <laughs> That's the ma- that's the matrix. That's what someone's plugged. That's the original matrix, and someone's plugged into it. This individual battery. just took off their headphones and put it on that expensive looking console. I think something's about to happen. Yeah. And did you see that? It said another pale face grinding his heel in the Indian's face. Ew. This racism. Look at those cheekbones, baby. Either I'm an Indian or I'm a sissy. <laughs> well, since then I must be an Indian. What? Okay. Um, let's talk about things that don't age well. Yeah. Very yeah, very dated. Not- very dated and culturally insensitive. And Just I'm, like her hair. Her hair is kind of awesome. I wish you had that hair. I could. She goes you to should the get that Gene haircut. Simmons and Macho Man Hair Club for women. It's all fried. It's all frizzy. But you know what, though? Those are the girls I always had a crush on in middle school. In middle school. Seriously? Yeah. Like, the bigger your hair, the more I was into it. Do you it. remember, like, the vertical bangs, Rick? Like, it would be plastered down, and they had that one section of bang that went straight up. Shoe boogie. Shoe boogie. Shoe boogie, I that's that's racist. That's an insult. He's telling her about the blood eagle. <laughs> Shoe boogie. Nice Vikings reference. Blood eagle. I do like the I I do, but the 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 heavily sprayed bangs, and that's where it's at. Man. Yeah, it's like they took a spatula and stuck it to the spatula, so you got like the one piece that's a foot tall. 
That that's a style that needs to come back. It's got to come back. Everything goes in cycles. We're coming up on thirty years, so it's about due, man. I remember that like in ninety two, ninety three. It's got ninety. Yeah, that yep. was that. I was early nineties. Uh, <clears throat> I was in uh, just starting high school. He just created a circuit or something. He just stuck something in there. Yeah, he. Uh, that's not good. Is this guy going to be kind of the unintentional scapegoat cool for something going wrong? <laughs> He's kind of bumbling. He's listening to music. He's smoking cigarettes. He's hitting on his coworker. He's not paying attention to what he's supposed to be doing in the lab. So he's cannon fodder. Somebody owes me three ninety nine. Nope, you're not getting paid for this movie. No three ninety nine for yeah. you. <laughs> no paycheck. That's what he got paid for this entire thing. That is the original Matrix. It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of does. With the pink. Uh... We the people get pissed off. Oh, rotors come into life. So there is a scene where the AI always becomes self-aware. Did you see that sign, Calculus Drive? Yeah. This is where all the smart people live, folks. Calculus yeah. Drive. I would, of course, be on Basic Math Boulevard. <laughs> I wouldn't even be that far. <laughs> I'd be like, what's two plus two? <laughs> Fuck if I know. Let me take off my shoes. We'll get an accurate count. You know. We're sexy. I didn't say we're smart. <laughs> I didn't claim to be either. Yeah. <laughs> No, the, the internet claimed that for you. <laughs> okay, whatever. You're a sex symbol on the show. <laughs> Look at that wallpaper in the background. That's wonderfully tacky. Yep. I like I like all that old wallpaper. I, I would too. I just don't like taking it off. It's a pain in the butt. It's paint over it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's an option. But no, we used to spray it with like a soapy water from a spray bottle. Then you get a putty knife and you just, it was a nightmare. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's no never, thanks. That's never fun. Never a good time. Ooh, I like the uh, wine glasses held upside down by the stem, like uh-huh. the bars. That's uh-huh. a pretty cool kitchen sure. feature. Well, there's an uh-huh. eerie magazine. He's that's reading pretty the eerie. Cool. The robot's reading the magazine. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, I like those eerie magazines. Of course, you brought your tales from the crypt today. Yeah, I I had to show you the yeah. the new ones that were coming out. That's very cool. Did you see that? I did. I saw that he had it up there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, nice choice, everybody. If you're not familiar, EC Comics are very infamous for the comic code and graphic violence or subject matter. So that's things changed a lot, and then everything kind of got a little more user-friendly with the likes of the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Incredible Hulk, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about how gas was 69 cents when they made this movie. Nice. That wouldn't bother me right now. I'd go fill up for that. It's two. What is it now? Like two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah. Which is fine. I think we have. Like some of the cheaper prices up here in the upper Midwest. Yeah, we're not too bad. When you get down to Illinois, as soon as you cross that border, man. Yeah, it's I guess like, it's, it's bad down there. 69 cents. I remember when I was living in out west, I, was, I lived in New Mexico for a long time, and when I was living out there, gas was a buck oh four, and I thought that was expensive back then. <laughs> Dollar four. Yeah, when you start paying for it for yourself, then it's atrocious. Yeah. Of course, during the original lockdown, what did gas drop to? Man, I don't remember. It was really low. It was like a dollar ninety nine, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like a buck ninety nine or something like that, somewhere yeah. around there. It was the lowest I remember it since like two thousand and five or four. Yeah, I don't re- like when I was a kid. I don't remember what gas prices were, so all my gas prices were all, all over a dollar from the time I was able to drive. I do. I can tell you that when I started uh, buying cigarettes when I was 15, cigarettes were like 85 cents a pack or some shit like that. We won't even mention the fact that back then almost nobody carded anybody. Oh, no. It, it didn't matter. Like I, nope. I I could definitely buy smokes back then because I, I haven't had a mustache since I was like 10. So, <laughs> One of the gas stations in Stoughton, they had like a white square bin 
and the cartons of cigarettes and packs of cigarettes were just all stacked in rows in the bin. They weren't even all behind the counter back then. Yeah, you just picked yeah, them out of the you, thing. You just, yeah, went up there and grabbed them, and you just took them. That's a good place to hide your gun in a folded newspaper. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I think he's just going to beat this dude with it. Well, not That's to amazing. Mention, not to mention that, but growing up in the city, we still knew about the cigarette machines. So there were convenience stores and bars that had like a breezeway or an alcove or something right in the inside door before you even got into the place that had the cigarette machine in the doorway. So you didn't have to go in. You could sure. just put your change in there and grab smokes. It was no big deal. Bowling alleys had them. And you remember lots of times going into the restrooms, there was that larger spot too. Lots of times they were tucked against the wall before you go to the restrooms. Yeah, a lot of, yep, definitely. A lot of truck stops and stuff. Uh, had those. Oh, here comes. Oh, that looks like a Desert Eagle. Desert Eagle, yeah. <laughs> he's holding it with one hand. Okay, now he's holding it with two. All right. He shot him with one. That was two different takes. Kind of an old school. And she knows how to kick people. Okay, why'd she get? Oh my hostage? god, look at that kick. She's just like kicking this dude's ass. But not really. This choreography is horrible. She's about two feet away with everything. But still, like, how'd she get taken hostage with moves like that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let's kick the dude in the nuts. Oh, this they, is three years after Lady Ninja. She watched that movie and knows how to defend herself. Like, yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm a perfect ninja. Everybody who's watched that movie is a ninja. Of course. Okay? Oh, yeah. You got all your ninja training. You just got to be a ninja. Right, You're right, a ninja. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something we should do. We should come up with a... Um, a fictional fight card. We could have Robot Ninja versus Ricky O. Mm. We could have uh, like Rip versus the Lady Ninja. We're going to wait until we watch all the movies and put them all in a big bracket. Yeah, because there's always an action hero in all these movies, right? I mean, let's look at the list. I'll pull up the list again. We could have the uh, Chopping Mall Robot versus Rodor. Yeah, because Megaforce, we had, what was his name? Like Dirk Buttkiss or whatever his name was? <laughs> no, and then, no, Ace Hunter. Ace Hunter. Ace Hunter. Okay. And that wonderful, yep. wonderful outfit. Yeah, with the, uh, the sliced scrotum. And- <laughs> yeah. So, and then House 3, there's a, like a ghostly serial killer that's reminiscent of like Freddy Krueger. I love it. And then... Um, and Terra Firmer, there's a like a gender neutral or genderless serial killer murdering everyone. Way to go! Yeah, there's all there's there is definitely all kinds of uh, murderous heroes and villains in, in this list of movies that we're gonna watch. Kind of a throwback to the old celebrity deathmatch, the claymation. Yeah, Could do something funny with that where we pair some of these people together. Now, who would win? Uh, Fat Vince Neil. Fat Vince Neil. He wins every time. Man, that belly is just humongous that yeah wow i would feel really bad if if we found out that vince neal has some sort of like you know condition that makes him very bloated and he has to take like yeah it's called alcoholism (laughs) yeah i mean like (laughs) seriously alcoholism no exercise and eating anything and everything for decades that's like my diet yeah and i like motley Crue, so i'm not trying to bash on the guy but if you are a professional performer and you get to the point where nobody can tell you're singing, is it fair to charge people admission to a concert ticket? I did not get my money worth in 2014. I saw him in 99, 2000, 2005. I loved the shows. Yeah. 2014, Vince can't life. sing anymore. He mm-hmm. can't sing. That's got to be a thing mm-hmm. where you got to know where to call it. You know, you got to know when it, like, to end, especially in some of those older bands like that. Yeah. Like, there's only so much, like, you're going to be able to do right especially once you get to that age 
Yeah, like you got guys like Metallica who probably took care of themselves pretty well. After they all got sobered up, yeah, they're fine. They took care of themselves, and then who else is just Slayer? Maybe still doing it. Oh, they're, well, they're know. retired. Yeah, they're done now. Oh, Slayer's done. Yeah, they had know. their final show, like back in nineteen or something. Rotor's got his own locker. Oh, I I might like a Rotor leather jacket though. I I like Slayer's legacy and their imagery, but I'm not the biggest Slayer fan uh, in the world. Yeah, not okay. a big Slayer fan. So basically, this is Rotor here. Rotor's on his way to the Blue. He's Oyster. a human. <laughs> He's going to the Blue Oyster. Look at that sticker on his helmet. That's oh my amazing. God. That is like a multicolored hologrammed eagle that says Rotor. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Hey, man, what's the matter with you, buddy? He is not so impressed. Get your pecker caught in your plumbing. <laughs> I ought to jack you up, UP. The other, the other bad guy had a good line, too. I'm going to start saying it. He said, easy freezy. <laughs> easy freezy. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot that? of those in my freezer at home. Easy freezy. I have the Sonic ones. I have the Skittles ones. Yellow. He was telling the cop to, to, to stay still before he was going to blast that. So he's just like lady. socially unaware rotor who doesn't know you. <laughs> just walk right through the he's chairs. He's going to push a pole door. <laughs> push him, yeah. Pushing a pole door. And Will uh, this velvet rope stop him? The no, absolutely on. not. Those chairs did not stand a chance. He just walked right through it. He knows how to unhook that, but he can't like navigate a chair. He can't navigate <laughs> chairs or just step over the goddamn rope. He doesn't know rotor. to judge and execute. Yeah. That so, is the best slogan. So that's where the judge dread. Yeah. Reference came from in the sense that like he has to, you know, put the judge and jury on the street, right? Yep. Yeah, so. they're they're skipping the courts. They're just gonna expedite things along. And I do like those um, glass shower oh, those block are great. walls. Yeah, and you're a, and you're a big um, Judge Dread fan, Rob. You've got a Judge Dread tattoo. I do. I actually have the uh, red, white, and blue Judge Dread Hall of Justice eagle yep. on my right thigh. Yep. I had Erica do it. Thanks, yep. Erica. You do a great work, as always. Mm-hmm. I put it there because that was right where my hand would go for my gun. So I just thought the old red, white, and blue backing would be pretty good. Nice. I'm a big Judge Dread fan. They're doing another Judge Dread movie, too. I don't know if you knew that. The one just called Dread from 2012 with Carl Urban is amazing. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I yeah. like Stallone, but I can't stand the Stallone Judge Dread. It's a very silly movie, but definitely for the time it was being a fan of the comics. It was it was fine for the time. Was that the one with Rob Schneider? Is that yes, or is it was. That yeah. Man? yeah. Okay. And he was why I didn't like that movie. I am the law. <laughs> dun, 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 this dun, is dun, how dun. Terminated got started. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. You guys are just copywriting this whole movie. None of those computers are even on. There's no point. Oh, that oh the one is. one is. Oh, the green one. Sure, it has the little. DOS icon right down in the lower right hand corner. Why are they holding on that? Because it's that about to thing. play Oregon Trail, man. Yeah. Or it's just going to come across the screen. Don't F-U, you know? F-U. Don't, you, don't you remember how like cartoons were in the nineties? Everything was uh, on the fate of a floppy disk. That's oh, yeah. true. Half my party always died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> like a floppy disk could end the world. Like every evil villain ever had the end of the world on a floppy disk. Seriously. I love I loved, uh, Oregon Trail when I was a kid. I loved playing that game. I was so terrible at it, but I liked the hunting. And it was so hard to bit. shoot the squirrel and the rabbit. They I moved know. so fast. Yeah, you always had dysentery, that's for sure. I um, never beat that game ever. No, no. I don't know if you can win at that game. No, it's always you take a risk fording the river and it just goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did make it to I think California I made a, a couple times. I think I, think I, I made a record low of 
how quick I could die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game was so inconsistent. You could be dead in three minutes or it could take three weeks, and the ending is the same. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You do nothing different. Like you just, oh, I'll just cross the river here. Nope, you're flooded. You're done. Yeah. Otherwise, it's probably some, I don't even know. Did it have music or just some type of audio sounds like when you no, there was there was music i mean yeah, I, no, it wasn't yeah much. there, there it was, was just like like eight bit track yeah like looping or whatever so i remember it was bright green and it had like the black background yeah it was very basic yep. yeah but there's different versions of it though i've seen color versions i've seen uh oh they, sure they've re-released it nowadays well i mean where, even back then depending on the computer system yeah. you were on they had different versions of it yeah, so I would have had exposure to that like in 1990 or it's, 91. It's like Skyrim. It keeps coming back. Yeah, they. I just saw a thing they were going to do. What did they release for that? Did they release something else for that, for the 10th anniversary? Skyrim? I don't know. They're doing something with that. Why? It's like GTA Five. Has anyone... Why? Just be done with it. People are playing it online, the GTA Five anyway. I guess. I'm still playing Cyberpunk. I don't care what anyone says. That game is... I've been, I've been playing Prison Architect, so whatever. What is that game? It's like a game where you can like either one build your own prison and have inmates, or two be an inmate and try to escape from said prison. It's pretty Ooh, fun. It's, escape uh, plan. That sounds yeah. kind of like cool. Escape, yeah, like uh, Tango and Cash. Yeah, but it's very like um, I don't know. If you look it up, like the graphics aren't like spectacular or anything. Well, it's yeah. like it's like old school. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's whatever. Nice. I started reading the uh, Necroscope series oh, by yeah. Brian Lumley. I just yeah, got yeah. done with the first volume, so I picked up some used copies on eBay. And oh, so, cool! Yeah. Oh, Rob, you'd be happy then. I started American Psycho. Good for you. That's oh, the a book. Yeah. yeah. The book. Oh my God, my favorite book. It's my favorite, uh, one of my favorite books of it's, all time. It's going through like uh, pretty good. Like, it's like I picked it up and it's going pretty solid. So I I'll, love that movie. It, it, I'll probably finish it by Monday. Yeah. The thing with that book is, it is such a great companion to the movie. You know, like you can never encapsulate the movie or the book in a movie form because there's so much detail crammed into that book, like yeah, including extremely graphic violence. Did you read the book? I did. Okay, so like, my I was so impressed. He would sit down to a dinner and he he's like, "I'm with this person, this person, this person, this person. This person's wearing this. Yeah, they've here's got a what pocket square. Yeah. This is what they're eating. You know, yeah, like, and this person has." mistaking me for this other person yeah and he's Halberst. mistaking other people for other people marcus Halberstam. yeah 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 paul allen was the big paul they allen. were all envious of paul allen with his business card oh my god it even has a watermark yeah so rotor is pulled over this couple he just he shot, shot a guy in the head through a 20 dollar bill the guy tried to bribe rotor unsuccessfully and he kind got of, shot in the head this is kind of a horrific scene a little bit this is pretty gruesome that like. mustache though <laughs> Rodor becomes maniac cop. Now, oh, the lady must have hit the horn, and the robot is holding his head. So, oh, okay. So the audio like a, tone interferes with this system. So it's like a, a quiet place, basically. That pusher broom mustache. Yeah, the cookie dust. You could sweep a garage floor with that thing. What'd it do, though? <laughs> oh, he has to get injured. Just keep hitting the, the horn, yeah. Now back up into him. Yeah, why don't you just drive? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, oh called bam. it. Damn. Now, nice call, keep Greg. backing up on, into him. You, Rot- you don't just do it once. <laughs> Rotor's weak spot, the the 85 VW Golf with a horn. <laughs> the horn. I do like that jacket. I don't understand why the lower part of the back has that crisscross padding stuff on there. I don't know why them pants aren't tighter. <laughs> I number, guess they didn't watch Megaforce. He's <laughs> <laughs> number 222. Yeah. 222. So the spray-painted, the matte spray-painted black motor. Yeah. It looks terrible. Clean that, that damn matte. windshield. 
it does he remind doesn't me. Need to. Oh, he's, uh, okay. I was gonna say like he's gonna, he's gonna like a stationary bike. Doesn't right? it look like they're on an airplane runway here? It does. It probably, yeah, they probably are. It probably is. She's crying. Oh my! What's happening? Um, when watching these movies, I really like figuring out how they lit this stuff, and like the computer scene where they held on that, they had some cool lights in the background of that, and this they're just shooting a light up from the. Yeah, dash. it looks like they got like one light. They got one light on her, and they've got like a blue light, or they've got a light in the background that's coming through the. I don't even know if it's a whole car or half a car. How they do shoot this, but it might be um, a little bit of a light behind her. It's a light like, behind her. Mm-hmm. And then they've got. Uh, it's a cool shot. I mean, you know, it's clever trying to pick apart these films and see how they do that. Oh, you just tried to run a guy over. Are you going to stop for the same guy again? Do you really think it's somebody else? Yeah, for real. Like, she stopped for him. What is with that? I know. She's just a good citizen. She's just going to follow the rules until it ends up killing her. Okay, Rhoda. Uh, you're going to horny jail for trying to hump this car. Okay, so I do remember one time I was at a party, and um, one of my friends tried leaving. I remember we are in this big apartment building. One of my friends, he was going to leave. And we were watching him. We looked out the window. We watched him leave. And we're like, oh, man, he's been, you know, he's been smoking weed, and maybe he shouldn't be going anywhere. And... We saw the cop pulling him over, kind of coming up to his car window. We're like, "Oh shit!" Um, you know, he's gonna get—he's getting rolled on. You know, he's getting pulled over, and then he just took off with the cop like hanging on his window. <laughs> and I don't know if anything ever happened with that. Hopefully, but the cop was, let go. But I don't know if my friend ever got caught for that. I yeah, but it was like, we're like, oh my god, like it was like the weird, like the most surreal thing ever. I guess it kind of—if it happened spontaneous like maybe the officer was doing something else and he just decided to walk up over there but when you call a traffic stop you always say your badge number first where you're at with the nearest cross street then you read the license plate mm-hmm. so if he got to do that it's on record that he's dealing with such and such vehicle at such and such location but if he didn't get to do that like he just saw something that was weird and he just decided to go over there like hey you yeah and the yeah guy takes off probably was all right it was like it was um Within a couple of minutes, and because he was parked right in front of the apartment building, and we were all up high, and we were looking down, like, ah, there he is, you know, we're yelling at him, waving at him. So, like, I I feel like he got into his car, and then the cop came up on him. So, I don't know if he had time to say anything to him before that happened, or what. It it sounded like it was just spontaneous. It was a very spontaneous thing. I've never, I think I did run from the police one time. I was coming back from seeing the Melvins and Cosmic Psychos on my 21st birthday. I used to live out on 11, heading towards Monroe. Sure. Out that way. And I don't know what possessed me. I wasn't drinking. I hadn't done any drugs. I was completely sober. And it was like 2 in the morning, coming back from Milwaukee. And I was flying down the road, and I passed this cop. And I was about, you know, a few hundred yards from my driveway. And I seen him, like, in the distance around like he was going to come back at me so i for whatever reason i just floored it yeah you didn't want to get in trouble <laughs> that's whipped, a natural feeling i whipped into my driveway and then he whipped in right behind me he caught of course he caught me really fast i was in my uh, i had a 1970 nova green nova so did he give you a speeding ticket he did gave me a speeding ticket and no if that's the worst that happens you're fine it's yeah. just a traffic violation doesn't mean you're a bad person just at such and such time you're going too fast i don't know what possessed me to do that I, I was not the kind of person to ever break the law. I've, you know, I've never been in trouble. You were just, pro- you're just human. It was you're weird. probably like, fuck this, I'm almost home. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, if I get home, like, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just- Quick, turn off the car and all the lights. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, I did that too. Like I turned the lights off and like I just. And not everybody that runs has a warrant. It's just fear of getting in trouble. It's was just a human response. It was really weird, man. It was super weird. But uh, yeah, that was my, that's my only run in with the law. Ooh, look at this Southwestern Bell telephone phone booth with the um, telephone riveted in the side with all those holes. That's just one of those images that are burned into my brain. You know I want. I, mean? I, I miss those. I like them. Yeah, they're cool. Yep. I mean, I'm sure you remember like poking your finger in them when you're on the phone talking to someone. I need a ride. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah, it was actually an upgrade. If yeah, it was just the one through nine with the uh, squares. Remember the like the home old rotary phones? You had to put it yeah, on yeah. and turn it in a circle. Yeah. There's actually a thing where you put that in front of. Younger people now, they don't know how to use it. That's so weird, right? Or like cassette players, too. Like they have no idea how to load the cassette in there, even what a cassette is. I can't stay here. I have to go. This lady is freaking out for the rotor who's trying to kill her. Are they still on her with this? Like why are they they, like this weird like beak? The weird thing is she's calling the cops for help for one of the cops. And they found his rotor patch behind the guy that got shot. So they're going to put two and two together that Rodor is malfunctioning or acting up. He put the the sticker on my car, the Eagle sticker. And this was definitely shot at a runway, airport runway, because I saw the tall stack of red blinking lights. That's always an indicator that you're on a airport runway. Okay. With a gas station attached to it? Uh, before she got here. Uh. Back when he got knocked off into the weeds, Greg, remember? Yeah. That, so they were on the airport oh. runway there. The only time I've ever went to Texas, this is the kind of place I, I went to. I remember driving through the panhandle of Texas at 3 o'clock in the morning on my way to Albuquerque and stopping off at this strange... Oh, here we go. Here's some Terminator vision. Nice. Stopping off at this... How can he recall this? He never saw it. Yeah. That's right. That That's that's an unintentional wor- uh, wording slip there. It yeah. should be sensory image, not recall. Right, right. I stopped at this little gas station, this little convenience store in the middle of the panhandle in Texas, three in the morning. And like, it was super weird, man. There was like, like there was cereal boxes that were open and like tipped over in the aisle. There was weird, like shopping carts pulled to the side. And like, there was all this strange, like religious writing and the graffiti in the bathroom. And it was like the weirdest, like Texas chainsaw moment I've ever had in my life. So needless to say, you didn't dilly dally. You got in and got out. Yeah. I've never been back to Texas. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that was my experience with Texas. No, I actually want to go to Texas. I want to go to the Big Texan Steakhouse Ranch in Amarillo, and I want to go to, oh, it's just south of Austin. Mm. Three well-known barbecue joints there. I, I can't think of the name. Oh, yeah. But it's got like Kreitz's Market, Smitty's, Black's Barbecue, just south of Austin. Lockhart. There it is. Lockhart, Texas. Everyone's moving to Texas these days. I guess cost of living there is really affordable. But I'd get down there and... I, I don't handle the heat and humidity very well, so the summertime would just kill me, I'm sure. Um, I don't know if it's that humid there. Is it humid in Texas? Uh, yeah, it can be. Yeah. It just kind of depends on where you're at, though. But if, I mean, if it's if, 105, man, that's hot. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, no matter what, like, once you get in those warmer temperatures, it doesn't matter if it's humid or not. It's just going to be hot. I. But uh, the humidity is a, it's a different factor for, like, Especially us up here, mm-hmm. like it gets real sticky. It's suffocating. Up yeah, here. and it gets pretty bad. Like it's not like sticky down there like that to that level, but like you still feel that if it's a hundred and ten degrees, you still feel that hundred and ten yeah. degrees. Um, I I don't remember that. I remember uh, summers in the Albuquerque desert were pretty unbearable. I remember it being like a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty, zero humidity. 
I had a trailer out there and it was just unfucking bearable. That's yeah, that's pretty much unbearable. It's pretty much the experience of uh if you go like when I was in Iraq or even Kuwait waiting to go to Iraq. It's October, it's 130 degrees during the day. It's hot. And then at night it drops down to like 60. Yeah, yeah. So it gets super cold. Right, right. So you got like both extremes. Yeah. In one day. But there's got to be two times a day where the temperature is absolutely perfect. No, you know? it's either 130 or 60. Oh, really? That's like it. It's like as soon as the sun is up, it's 130 degrees. Yeah. Okay. As soon as it goes down, it's 60. Okay. <laughs> there's like no no temperature change. I'd, I'd take a job for a weatherman there. Today, it's yeah. going to be high of 130, low of 60. Again. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll well, be back and give you Tuesday through Sunday. That ground Look for sunny skies all week. The ground retains no heat, right? Yeah, nothing. Um, well, speak. So, big news this week is, is uh, when the show aired was uh, this week was the um, Afghanistan problem. Yeah, I, uh, my friend from uh, the National Guard he keeps sending me memes that uh, they pulled out of the embassy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he he sent me the meme of the the, the embassy, but with spirit Halloween yeah, I stuff around it. <laughs> I, I saw. Was, He's like, is that too soon? I was like, you know what, man? I really don't pay attention to what's happening yeah, out in yeah. the world. So I like, I had no idea until like two days ago what was happening. I saw an OnlyFans meme with that, with the spirit Halloween thing on it. Um, nice. Yeah. Do you know what the Afghanistan thing is happening? Do you know what's going on? Not really. You like know, I said, you know I don't, I don't really pay attention I, to explain it. Explain it to us. I do a, a little bit. My younger cousin was in the military, much like Greg, and he was in the Middle East and stuff like that. So basically, it's the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Yeah. And the withdrawal of U.S. troops has the Afghanistan citizens very concerned that the Taliban is going to take reprisals. I thought they had already taken they took over. They took over the as whole thing. They, as soon as they pulled out, like the U.S. Embassy pulled out, I thought they took over. That was it. And that was yeah. it. And so it's just like, literally, it's just like 1975 Vietnam. 100%. We leave Saigon and they raise their flag up at the Saigon Embassy. So then, of course, there's refugees, and they're going to be coming to the U.S., and some people think, oh, there might be insurgents among the refugees. So there's a big political hoo-ha about that, which we're not going to comment on that. But, yeah, my younger cousin was very concerned about it because there's always criticism unintentionally towards the military. And and I think it's all Monday morning armchair quarterback. Well, of course. If you're not out there doing the job, don't criticize the ones who did. Um, They're coming to Wisconsin, too. Yeah, aren't yeah. they? They're they're flying. They're where's the fort? Um, fort McCoy. Fort McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. They're flying in. They're going to be there. I don't know if they're. It's a big. Land. Yeah, it's a big air, airport over there. Basically, we got one in Madison too. Yeah, yeah. So, but that one's usually. I don't know if. I know we got the because the where we I was at in Madison with my National Guard unit. We were part of the helicopters, so we had a big uh, thing too. But it's more for helicopters. But we had the Air Force right next to us as well. Yeah. So I don't know if they had any like airport abilities or not. Um, but I know McCoy does. You're right. Well, essentially, we <laughs> tried to train the Afghan army. Yeah, basically, I I knew about that stuff, and but I just didn't know like I had gotten the general consensus of uh, they're pulling out and they basically Taliban took over again, and that's all I basically knew. Do you do you know at what point they were trying to train the Afghan army? Was that for many years, years, yeah. years yeah. and years before yep. this has been going on for at least twenty years? Because that, that's the goal. You yeah. you give the Afghan 
military, police, security forces, the tools, the skills to defend themselves. But is it going to work? Well, it's up to Afghanistan. And I heard it was more like the Keystone Cops over there with their... uh... Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, imagine there's probably a lot of good people training, but maybe sometimes near the end now, maybe that slipped a little bit. It's just so weird. We can't expect every country in the world to change 2000 years of culture because we're telling them to well right that's that ultimately the it's is. the it's up to them if they choose to do it or not Ooh, whoa man, man. Dude's got what's up with those teeth grill. did you see those chick he had like chicklets, chicklets buck teeth yeah no I, I agree with all that we, we got it we're, we're too I, nosy. I agree he needs uh tighter latex on. He, does. <laughs> he needs on those jumpsuits huh? <laughs> oh I, I, I know like... it still needs to be leather <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rodor, you can move. We, we're doing this close-up really, really slow, and it's taking 20 seconds. He's a walking Judas Priest song. <laughs> yeah, he is. Sure. He doesn't have enough chains, though. Too tight. Too tight for leather. We are getting that sticker. I don't care what it takes to get that sticker. That oh, sticker is happening. That is a beautiful sticker. Um, we might be able to figure something out. Maybe not exactly like exactly that. Exactly like that. I can I can make that thing. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so we just the have wife to get has a, a cricket. Like, we have to get a reflective oh, yeah. eagle. Oh, look at look at the, look at what's in the corner. Did you the see this? Cigarette machine. Bingo. That's where I got that sticker from. Right from the machine. Yeah, right there by the door. And then there's the 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 crap that's not as good as gumballs. That's the plastic circle with some stupid little trinket in there that is just gonna get thrown away. Okay, Rob, this is, should be your look. The oh, suspenders, yeah. the suspenders, and and that's your look right there, that dude. <laughs> with, with the look curly mullet. Oh my god! This is the look worst fight choreography in the history of the world. It really is terrible. How about a real man, asshole? Oh, Let he's got to pull down suspenders his suspenders and pull his and nips take off. Take his shirt off. Look at these nips. Oh, speaking of mullets, that's a pretty good mullet too. It's a mini mullet, but that was definitely a style. He looks like Lyle Elzado. He does. Oh, he just bitch slapped him. <laughs> he totally whiffed on that punch too. Like not even trying. Oh, oh good, that, good job. Standing that's gotta on him. suck. You know what I mean? That that's gotta hurt. You know, no his, matter yeah, what. He, Along he with his the, rib cage, his pride is deflated. For He's real. gotta take the weight of the full man. They didn't even bother to do any inserts there. They just like that was like one continuous cut. Like, okay, we got it. No, no coverage. It's fine. <laughs> is he looking for weed in this car? He's this so whole, disappointed. Yeah, this yeah. whole movie is one cut, man. They had no. <laughs> There's no. It took one take of everything, and they seriously. just released it as is. They they definitely built this little kiosk for the for this one shot. I know they did. <laughs> they just like got done building new. it. Yeah. Yeah. So much like other episodes, our attention to the movie can be minimal at some times, and we see something that is just atrocious, and we get all riveted and glued. So, Where did he come from? He just magically appeared. Yeah, <laughs> he can teleport, or he has you know telekinesis, time travel. He can do anything and everything. <laughs> Maybe he's got wheels in it. He's got the early Heelys. He's got the <laughs> wheels in his shoes. So get this, me. <laughs> this guy is overselling the... Terminator robotics so bad. He's gotta so man, bad. That's that, how else are you supposed to know he's a robot? Th- there's no like, way to literally tell, right? like yeah. There's no way to tell. Okay, there's the sensor recall again. They that's held him that shot for way too long. It was like 15 seconds of him like scanning the area, and then they cut in with that little insert, and that was like less time than the actual thing. Look how slow he moves. He's not going to catch anybody if he's off that motorcycle. He's terrible. like Michael Myers, man. No he matter is. how slow he's, he's always going to catch up. And this is one, they have one camera I bet that, they're, that they're shooting at. Got like Max 2. Hey, Dude. what's that sticker say? Love those cowboys? Love those cowboys. Okay, yeah. So this is Texas. So, 
Okay, yeah, they've got some close-ups. Now, now we finally have some inserts. But, oh, but he just pulled a guy through the cheap-ass window. Yeah, through the plexiglass, sixteenth-inch thick. Plexiglass. Like you think that they would have, they would film him from the back, and then like to build, they would have him to build tension, shoot him from the front, coming at you this way. But no, they don't. They don't bother moving the camera anyway. You know what? Maniac Cop is going on my next list because Maniac Cop is so much better than this. It's solid. This dude is just pulling out guns for no reason. He's Little bitty control. pieces of blue pig shit. Ooh. Oh. Son, Son of a bitch. bitch. Yep. Man, it looked like it actually hurt. Like he actually got winged with something, the, the yeah. actor there. He... Oh, here's the here's the uh, Ooh, truck man. horn again that's giving him... Run oh. him over with the truck. Come on. And he's... Oh, she's blowing the horn. I see. I almost thought that cold iron was going to turn into rotor or something like that, you know? Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to make somebody into rotor, kind of like... Uh, Robocop or whatever. Yeah, like Robocop. Something is going to happen here. Whether He's moving it's... so slow. Oh, I know. It's it's just it's painfully slow. Come over here. I need a kiss. <laughs> Come in closer, sweetie. Yeah. And now he's grimacing. He's so pissed because he's opening the door to this he Land gets Rover. He so mad. Every... This Isuzu. Yeah. yeah. He does every... not have good coping skills. Poor stress management. Did you ever get to wear a uniform like that? The, the full leather? The no. full leather? <laughs> No, I, I asked like if it's you know for Halloween or something, and said, no, it's not in the budget. <laughs> not in the budget. What is what the hell is that? That's a cigarette lighter or something, right? Uh, he was he was flipping it around when he was at that plywood table in the beginning. Yeah, I, I don't know. That must be his like fail safe thing. It's like you a know? thumb drive. Something. He's gonna put it up his butt and turn <laughs> him off. Oh, he has Rodor's Desert Eagle. See that? Folks? Oh, he does. But it doesn't oh, matter. this was the guy. Okay. Rotor has action crotch. He doesn't need it. Action pants. I hope he does like um, some type of dance to Donna Summers. Like, he works hard for the money. Well, if he doesn't start voguing like the the skeleton, what's the point? There is none. It has right. to happen. He needs to do that yoga. He needs to get on that. Yeah, seriously. It's just. So, how this movie should end is there should be some type of big explosion or something where you think the robot's done. He needs to rise. From the rubble, and he needs to do that entire dance sequence again. With flames. Right, right, right. In the flames, yeah. Right, yeah. But he needs to be in the skeleton form because I'm sick of looking at the guy in the human form. Look at how slow he's going on that motorcycle. Excuse me. What's happening? What's going on? You just tried to shoot him. You should know what you're doing. I think I I crippled him, at least his ride. I mean, he got shot in the back. Yeah. Oh, man. The cop's name is Rotor. He's gone renegade. Keep moving. So okay, they're aware that the they're aware that the problem is now in full full effect. I feel bad. I don't have any more news this week. I've uh, been a little distracted trying to find a new uh, a new location for the shop. Any luck on that? Uh, I got a couple of irons in the fire here. That's Didn't good. you have an interview with yeah. um, some I, shops in Beloit? I did. I uh, I did, and. Um, it, you know, the thing is, is like trying to find a place where I fit well. Um, I've been out on my own for so long, and the way that I run my shop is I have a kind of a high end, like really a boutique environment. Yeah, and um, it's just what's a, they're more like private studios, and I don't ha- I don't have this mentality of like having a bunch of people under me and making as much money as possible on these people and the advertising and putting myself out there i just feel like and how about your um your customer list would that 
change going to Beloit? I mean, I would get so much, so much, so much more people. So in in some ways, it would be a lot better for me because I would triple my my customer base. But at the same time, that would triple my workload. And I think that like, I don't have the energy at this point in my life to triple my workload. I really so, so a city that's half the size of this one does three times as much work oh in that my industry. God, dude, it's unbelievable the amount of clientele that are there just waiting because I th- I think that a shop like that has a marginalized clientele in other words like they're doing a lot of things that some of the other private studios don't want to do such as like what, such Flash as like a lot of mean? just a lot of um names on the neck and you know just just sort of like walk-in stuff that's a little bit cliche or taboo well, within the industry i don't, don't want to say anything negative like that but something that I, I, in other words, some of the higher end private guys tend to do bigger, longer sessions with custom work instead of like the stuff that just kind of walks in off the street that you find on Instagram or Pinterest or something like that. So, so it's not necessarily artistic artists being selective necessarily. It's we're going to do a, just a big volume. It's more. Of it's more. Yeah, and I've worked for a lot of guys like that who have that sort of mentality where they just want to pump out. They want to get as many guys working for them as they can, and they want to pump out as many tattoos per day as they can to make as much money as they can. And I'm just I'm past that stage in my career because I've worked for too many guys like that, and I've learned everything I can learn from them, and I'm I'm done with it. It I, sounds like you wouldn't enjoy that type of environment because you like enjoying. The art piece. You like getting excited about doing an image, yeah. or a certain image. And if it was, well, Rick, you did 50 Superman tattoos last week. We want to bump that up to 75. Yeah. yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just using that as an example. It's kind of like a stock image or a way to just. Ooh. Nice yeah. Negatives. Right? Is, is that a fair analogy? I think it's more like um, I, I, don't, I don't take walk-ins anyway. Yeah. So... For the time that I've known you, it's it's like you might have like one, maybe two uh, pieces that you do in a day mm-hmm. that are like probably more significant than what you're gonna find in on a like a flash wall or uh, something that's pre-made. It's usually something that you'll draw or help design or mm-hmm. rework in something that has a little bit more I don't know connection to, than just finding whatever you know yeah. so you at least from what i've known that you usually have like one or two pieces a day that mean more to you yeah and then you can go home and work on other shit versus where other tattoo people that i've known will stay at the shop for 10 hours a day or more god knows how long yeah and probably do a variation of the same tattoo like three or four times in that same day yeah, call those guys ham and eggers. Yeah, just like yeah, just like Bobby Heenan said. Yeah, ham and eggers, man. And, but good and, for you for being in a position where you can choose. I want to pick the pieces or help my client find a unique piece, and I want to create that unique piece. And that process maybe takes a little more time, but the end result is going to be you're going to have something that we collaborated on that's for you. I think that um, a lot of a, a lot of artists still do that, no matter what style of shop you're in. I just think that like. Being out on my own, I don't have the pressure of 
having to please the boss because I'm the boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I don't have anyone to answer to. Not that I would mind. I would love to vacation in a shop like that. I would love tourists in a shop like that where I'm there for just to sort of revisit my roots. I would like to, to visit, to revisit that environment and get in the mix with those boys and, and girls and just like, you know, do all walk-ins all day long and, and sort of relive that. Because I've worked in arguably the busiest shops in the state of Illinois and not maybe in Wisconsin both. I've worked in some really busy shops where it's just like it's nonstop all day. You get in at 10 and you tattoo until 2 in the morning and it's just one after the other after the other after the other. But it's at the end of the day, you still have to give a percentage of that to somebody else. Yeah. And I just I'm not I'm not willing to do that anymore. Like I don't I don't want to give a percentage of my wages to anybody. I want it to be an investment in in myself, whether it's It almost sounds like you have to do commission in that type of environment. Unless it's commission. so unless it's so fast paced it doesn't really matter. Because I mean if you do five pieces, the other guy does one, you're losing more money because you're giving more, but the other guy he's Depen- his bottom end is a lot well, smaller. It depends yours, on that. Right? Yeah, it just depends. And because if one guy's doing a $150 piece or $200 piece, he takes four hours to do it, and then I bang out $500 pieces, I make more money off of it, off of that, you know? Because those typically I'll make, even if I have to give, if I have to give 30% away, I'm still getting a $50 tip typically every time because I'll do a good job. Uh-huh. So I'm going to make way more money off of, of this little stuff. Just the sheer volume. The volume. That's tends uh, to, because you have to meet your minimum, and then like your minimum will, will usually always cover that. So that's kind of why I gave you that idea a long time, a, a little while ago. Of you should design like your own flash work. I do. I have a lot of. And it. then uh, every so often you can change it up. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I've got a bunch of it. I just feel like no one's been interested in it, or like I'm not in the right environment, or I don't market myself well enough to or like get my flash out there. I well, I don't know what's popular in the flash world right me, now. Me I have either. no idea. Neither do I. So, but that's something that you would have to figure out and like kind of like go with that and kind of redesign it in your own little style. I, mean, I think it goes in trends, doesn't it? Yeah, it usually it does. does. There's an ebb and flow to it. And um, I feel like my flash, I still get to do my flash in a way because people will come to me with an idea and I'll get to draw my design and or I'll just pull from one of my old designs. So I feel like no matter what I've drawn, most of my flash gets used anyway, even if they don't know it. Yeah. You know, I, I will I will cannibalize anything worth cannibalizing in my own designs and whether it's a flower or a skull or a snake or whatever it is, and I'll reuse those assets um, once if I've designed it before. So, but yeah, so I I'm I'll end up I'll land on my feet somewhere, and I'm not terribly worried about it. I've got a couple of ideas, and I really only want to work for myself. I don't think I have the energy to open up a big place anymore where I have to rely on other people. I would like to just be a one man show where I've got one chair, small room. At this point, I don't have the I don't have the energy for it, and um, with everything that's been going on in my life, it's just it's exhausting to have to, to that that shoulder that amount of stress to go out on my own. It's hard enough starting a business, but I'm you know carrying all that weight is it's a lot. So I've tried to I've whittled down, I've really whittled down and compartmentalized all my expenses and streamlined my business to the point where I can operate very efficiently and maximize my profits and just kind of coast 
the rest of the well getting to do what you want the way you want to do it yeah it's taken me a long time like i would never been able to do this 10 or 15 years ago i didn't have the skill set but now i do so i've worked my whole life for it you know but good for you yeah i i sometimes i feel like i don't i don't deserve it but then i realize i've been working my entire life to get where i'm at now so i gotta sort of reap my rewards and allow myself to reap my the you know the fruits of my labor so as it were Let's talk about this sidekick. Like, who is this person, and where do they come from? I think that is a very. She almost looks like a pro bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if it's someone to help, the Texas rancher, or combat oh, rotor, or what it is. He just popped a wheelie. He popped a wheelie. Did you ever ride a? Be a ever want to be a motorcycle cop? I couldn't. I don't know how to drive a motorcycle. Really? I uh, want to. It's on my bucket list because ever since I saw Terminator Two and Arnold gets out there and that fat boy with bad to the yeah, bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Pure testosterone. You can't ride a motorcycle? Uh, no clue. No. What about you? Nope. Really? No idea. Wow, that's surprising. I can. That's, that's surprising you guys can't. No, I, I want to learn. I really do. Oh, it's easy. Just get yourself. I uh, My family were, were big motorcycle riders, and they're all bikers. And so I grew up riding motorcycles, riding on the backs of motorcycles. And I was in motorcycle accidents as a kid. Like, my brother wiped out with me a bunch of times, and I wiped out a bunch of times. And in fact, the last time I rode a motorcycle, my dad got me this uh, Honda 250 street bike. I was like 13, and we lived out in Milton on the farm. And, man, I rode that bike all over the farm that summer, and it was a perfect size for me. I was a bigger kid. I was a fat kid, so so it was a perfect bike, and I rode it up and down environment just like that, like a lot of grassy hills and stuff. And my brother taught me this really awesome trick where you get to the top of the hill, and you kill the engine, you put it in neutral, and you coast down the hill, and you hit the gas, and turn it on the electric start right at the bottom, and you just fly around the corner. You know, I did that all day long, and then, oh shit, rotor went flying <laughs> in a slow Yeet. motion fly. Yeah, impulse. What the kind? Impulse. I don't know. Honda impulse. Yeah, probably. And uh, my the underside of my leg, and the side of my leg hit the tailpipe, and burned oh. burned underneath my leg because I was an idiot. I was 12 and I was riding it in like shorts with bare feet. But that's yeah. how comfortable I was on the motorcycle, you know. Well, I got a heck of a burn on my calf last summer, and I'm 40, so I did the same thing, just not knowing. My buddy pulled in his garage. I'm like, man, that's a nice bike. Because we'll go ahead and have a seat on it, and instantaneous, pssst, yeah, just got toasted. Yeah, you got to you really got to watch your feet and where you end up. Yeah, my dad had a bike when I was a kid, and I rode on the back of it a lot, but I, I just never learned how to drive a, or ride on a bike. I will say this. Nobody looks miserable while they're having fun on a motorcycle. That's true. I don't That's think it's possible. How did we get to true. this rural area? This seems like it should be more metro-based. What are we doing out here in the sticks? Anybody have any idea? He's chasing them all the way to wherever they're at. He's just following along. Yeah. I am struggling to stay focused on this, but I'm enjoying I, what I see. I don't know that I would actually get on a bike again. Um, I just kind of outgrew that, and I, I I really want to get one of those little. Oh, look at that watch! Nice. Ooh. I want to get one of those little piddly scooters. I see people zipping around. I want to get a little moped. Yeah. A little moped. A ve- yeah. What is it? A Vespa? <laughs> I don't care what it is. I see tons of those things, and I really want one. Yeah, I'm at the age where I don't care to learn how to. You know, drive a motorcycle, but uh, I'll learn how to ride a moped. <laughs> I don't know, boys. It's fun. I think I think it's one thing that you guys gotta just experience for the. F- it, there's nothing like it. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I. It's a lot of fun. I want to learn for sure. It, there's something like you get you get addicted really quick when you when you get out on the road like that and those things. And what is it? A Range Rover? 
Or like a Ford it's a Bronco. Bronco. Yep. Bronco. It's very boxy, like those. Uh, it's got wood. No, almost had wood paneling. Yeah. Okay, all this outdoor stuff, we're getting nowhere quick. Look at that look at hair. Yeah. Man. That's like silver. a neo skunk kind of look. Yeah, they, definitely. She's got the silver mohawk in there. I wonder if we're winding. I think we're winding down to the final moments of rotor here. I think they're. I think they're really gearing up for the Ooh, did you, final showdown. She just said, "I'm like a cemetery. I'll take anybody." <laughs> what the fuck? What a great line! Yeah, <laughs> love it. What a great line! I know that uh, this version that we have is the the upscaled 1080p remastered. Yeah, it version. looks beautiful. So it looks great. Um, well, it ain't Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I, let me take it back. The daytime stuff, and there hasn't been a lot of daytime stuff, looks a lot better than the nighttime stuff. I think it all looks pretty good. It, it all looks okay. It's just kind of a slow-acting movie. Yeah, I remember this movie much more fondly than <laughs> I probably should have. You've been accused of being an accomplice in a major traffic violation. So he's going to shoot her? Oh, God, make it a dream. I would actually just shoot a hole in the bottom of the boat and watch her try to navigate that like the water coming up so he's still after her about that the traffic yeah, violation yeah it's a traffic violation she didn't commit fucking murder <laughs> why are you gonna shoot her in the face seriously guilty you're insane oh she the mohawk here, shot here comes Roder. the lady to rescue the other lady watch it lady Okay. Forgot to grab his ass she, on the way out. She's the only one that can beat Rotor, the uh, the military. This woman here. The combined weight of the two of them, and they're in like a foot of water. Well, he would be. A, wouldn't he like sink in that water? Because he's think. all metal. He's supposed to be all like a robot skeleton. He'd be so heavy. It's that combat yeah. chassis. Yeah, the combat yeah. chassis wasn't enough to it. sink it on its own. But can't right. forget she about the it. combat chassis. It cost extra. He had to pay extra for the dealership. Right. The combat chassis is getting the hell kicked out of him by this buff sidekick. <laughs> do you, see, do a, you see the fight going on in the yeah, background? That's, in the background. Like, that's like some... I wonder if she's supposed to be like another rotor or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. This concludes the drill. That's all for today. He's got to take that dumb drive and stick it right up Rotor's butt. <laughs> Seriously. We need to reboot you, Rotor son. The most memorable part of this movie is the cover, Rick. Yeah, this is... Well, the sticker, the, the cover... The sticker really, is pretty amazing. Maybe this will be like a Megaforce where we're not going to get the, the money shot until the very end because <laughs> this movie is really bad. Look at the blood that she had on her face. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she got punched several times. Yeah. See, now I know why the the Mystery Science Theater guys and all those people watch these movies ahead of time and write a script for, then write a script <laughs> their for lines it. Because and we have no idea what the hell is going on. It's a struggle <laughs> to come up with anything for this one. Tie the primer cord off. <laughs> when you only have to comment on the movie, it's tough. It's real tough. Now, why can't the robot break her arms? That's she's highly strong. trained. Yeah, it's the... Ooh. Ooh, she's she's looking a little worse for wear. Oh, this has to be the end of her. It's the bear hug. The bear hug. Cold iron. Oh! oh! There's the money Ripping shot. Ripping them open. But why is it negative? It's not... She hasn't, you know... They had to use it. They used it earlier. Now she's dead. 
Yeah, he bear hugged her into oblivion. Broke her back. Yeah, but she did rip his uh, chest open. She did the, the most blood. infamous wrestling moon maneuver there is. Yeah. <laughs> she Where'd she him. go? Where's wait, her wait body? Where, where's his chest? Why he was bleeding yellow and green goop. Now he's fine. Well, where's her body? Yeah. Like she's gone now. She took the flight home. I guess she's, she's like, I'll collect my check she's, now. Yeah, she just dipped out. Like, this movie's terrible. Check me. Check in the mail. Come on, damn you, you bastard. Why don't you get out of there and help, lady? Do something productive. Yeah, instead of screaming that you give Oof. up. Okay, yeah, that is helping go. the horn. I, I take back my criticism. Just keep laying on the horn continuously. Yeah, until he stumbles in there. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, good, the old snare. Oh, my God, look at that guy. He... Only a Texas he rancher yeah, could do that with the lasso. Seriously. Well, who threw this? the other one? Who's How many that? people are throwing lassos? Oh, who's Around that? his neck, too? Who, that's a pretty weak lasso. Who threw those other two? That's like a quarter-inch nylon cord. You really think that's going to do shit? You had to do chains. But who threw them? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as good as the flying spike ball There's, from Lady Ninja. He's. Where's the other... Pro- I don't understand. What are they who? tethered to? Where's the tension coming oh, from? What? Did what they just, just get ripped happened? in half? <laughs> it's like he's drawn it was, and it, was like, it looked like... Okay, because they only filmed it from one side, but it looked like... Maybe there was two cars pulling in opposite and it was directions. Pulling in opposite directions, because he was like this, like uh, the Jesus Christ pose a little bit. I'm gonna leave my report in my office. After that, I got a ranch, I got a horse, I got a pretty girl. Wow, this movie is terrible. So, in 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 this in the non-linear fashion, that's what's happening here. I wasn't paying attention. They, he's telling his story to these people about it in some like clever. Yep, it's all after the way. fact because this is a cut back to the very There's beginning. There's a USB. For, for number 222, yeah. our Rodor villain. The I mean, USB lighter. Oh, man. That, that's so disappointing. Oh, Ooh. she gets shot. Who is this now? Somebody who does him? not approve. One of the scientists? No scientists. Probably somebody who really wants his Rodor. Justice served, COD. I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. I don't either. I had no idea. What, wait, so is he dead? Why is he being interviewed if he's dead? Well, he got shot after the interview. Oh, that's after the interview? That's I thought after was, the interview. I thought it was, oh, he's, he's leaving the yeah, interview. Yeah, he, he got assassinated was... after the interview, after he must have been. I left my report. I'm done because he said I got a ranch, I got a horse, I got a pretty girl. So they didn't approve of his resignation, I guess. That doesn't make any sense. And this, this is his relative that he's getting left all this shit to. I mean, say what you want about the movies that we watch, but at least they make more sense than this. Chopping Mall. <laughs> Chopping Mall made, made more sense than this. Way more sense. All these movies make make sense. This movie is terrible. It yeah. is really the worst. It, I give this movie uh, one big pile of steaming shit from a dancing robot. <laughs> seriously. I don't think I would recommend this movie. I think that, I think that maybe watching the trailer or... Looking at the photos online. Oh, now she's Rotor. Now, she the now it is going to be the muscular lady that's going to be Rotor. I think so. Rotor 2. Yeah. He deleted a very special quality law enforcement was founded on. Human mercy. What oh a terrible God. idea. Why? Like, where did her body go? The only part of this movie that I found amusing was when the robot chassis was voguing and bending and yep. doing kind of kung fu kind of looking stuff. Yeah. So that was Rotor. 
And uh, it was an incredible waste of time. Negative, <laughs> negative five stars. Yeah, it was a really bad movie. There was nothing good to say about that at all, other than like it kind of looked some of the, okay. Some of the shots were pretty okay. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing I would say that is okay. worth your time is if you're just interested in seeing an image of the movie poster, Rodar, because yeah. the poster is pretty cool. Yeah. But every, oh look, and Willard the robot. So there's probably a okay, lovely, lovely helper. Under no circumstances, are, the vast majority of anybody who likes movies, this is not going to hit the mark for you, folks. This is going to be yeah, a disappointment. It's going to be a waste this is of time. So bad. I mean, that that that's a huge selling point for anyone who's watching. Chooses to, why we watch this, and anyone who watches these bad movies, of course. But this is really on the lower end of. It's almost it's this movie is so bad. It's almost not fun. Because all this, these are, yeah. you know what I mean? We had a blast what, watching what I, Megaforce. We yeah, laughed oh our God, ass off. What I think is this movie was trying to take itself way too seriously. Right. There's just so no it, budget. So, there's no yeah. story. There's no consistency. Nothing what, what happens glued with, it together. Yeah, what happens with some of these movies, especially like Megaforce and whatever, is they didn't take themselves that completely seriously. No. Like, this one was just trying to be way complete. Way too serious. Yeah. And um, you got to know if your budget is shoestring budget movie that you can't be like you're changing not gonna the create channel yeah. performed by Larry's dad. It looks like look how big the song credits are. The title credits. Randy Moore. I'm trying to pimp these songs more than the actual film that they yeah. made. Yeah. And it just it seems like the movie really fell apart at the end and while well, the middle and the they beginning. To, too, but, <laughs> they, but, this whole thing was a mad rush. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it's no fictitious. One, I no thought wonder. Oh, I, t- I oh, thought this was okay. real. Well, that thought, makes sense now. Ownership of the motion picture is protected by the copyright and other applicable laws. Any unauthorized duplication, prosecution, of all civil liability. Don't worry, folks. No one is interested in duplicating Rodor in any yeah, media. No, we're, we're giving it away. No, you can I'll, have my copy of it. You can have Rodor <laughs> free. Take it. Free 99. Subscribe yeah. now. Don't go. I would not subscribe to Rodor's OnlyFans. Never. Uh, no. I mean, we got it for Never. free. It was showing off those dance moves. That's true. <laughs> that is the only part that I found amusing. So there's a five-minute five segment that is noteworthy. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty much it. So that's Rotor. And I don't know. We can cross Rotor off the list. And uh, Oh, there's Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. I watched that movie this week, and it was rotten. I Yeah, I have no... Uh, I don't want to watch it. I'm just going to stick movie. with the 80s G.I. Joe's cartoons. I love the nostalgia. I love the childhood reference. And that's okay. I don't need more from G.I. Joe than that. Yeah, don't watch... Uh, God, don't watch G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. It was terrible. Okay, it was a bad movie. Okay, so I picked up last night. You guys might be excited about this. Well, Rob will be excited about it. Um, a lot of Bronson movies. Oh, I saw that. I Death really Wish. approve. Yep. Two. I've got one, two, three, and f- I got one through five actually. Death Hunt is really good. It also has uh, Lee Marvin and Carl Weathers. Okay, yeah, it's a good movie. Death I used Hunt. to have that on DVD. It's got a seventy. Well, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 71% otherwise. A solid cast here. Yep, Ed Lauder. Yeah. Who was also in Death Wish 3. He's the detective that says, you know, I want to see some bodies in the slabs like yeah. today. Uh, the Green Knight, I picked this up. I'd like to watch this at some point. Yeah. See, I'm interested in that, too. I yeah, want to watch it. What's yeah. up with this movie? Do you know what it's about? I, it's a classic tale of like Sir a, Gawain against the Green Knight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the... King Arthur mythology. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch that today. I don't know. It looks really good to me, so okay. I, I just want to watch it. I don't know anything yeah. about it. We'll have to watch it sometime, not podcast, just like as friends watching movies. That's going to be tough. 
that's a two-hour movie. So <laughs> it's oh. a two-hour and ten ten-minute movie. It's really long. It just had it up there, so yeah. Oh, I did watch this movie is amazing. The original Alligator, Alligator from nineteen nice. eighty. Yeah. What's the one that has um Richard Lynch in it where he gets killed at the end trying to stab the thing? Is that it could be Alligator Two. Because this one has Robert Forster in Alec. This is actually a really, really good movie. Um, you'd be surprised. I, I, I really, really liked this. I thought it would be great to have on the show. I mean, it's actually great. It's, it's better to watch this one and not comment on it because Robert Forster is a great, he's a great actor. Oh, he is. Delta Force, Jackie Brown, just to name a couple. Cindy Lassick is such a weirdo. This is like the weirdest dude ever. And uh, Henry Silva, too, in that one. So more Henry Silva. Yes. And I'm just going to assume he's a bad guy. Maybe yeah. this is the one that's got Richard. That's what I'm thinking. There he uh, is. Yep. Yeah. Richard so Lynch. Hawk it is, Hawkins. It is this one. Hawk Hawkins. What a weird name. Huh? <laughs> Steve Rails back. Played. Ed um, Gein in the movie. Ed, Ed Gein. Gein. Yeah. Did you see the Ed Gein movie? Yeah, I think so. He also played in Henry, this portrait of a sealer color part two. And he, he was in one in of that. the Rob Zombie movies too. He has like a part as a law enforcement yeah. officer. D. Wallace, of course. Cujo. Yep. Um, Kane Hodder. This must have been one of his earlier films. 19, nice. Oh, 91. So not, not that new because he was, he was, no. he was Ooh, Jason. Professor Toru time. Tanaka from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Well, I'm thinking of the <laughs> Running Man and An Eye for an Eye with Chuck yeah. Norris. He okay. was a former pro wrestler. In oh, the, he was? In the 60s. Yep. Oh, cool. Didn't know that. Uh, I got some classic uh, Japanese films here. Uh, Death, Nine, Nine Deaths, Deaths of the, of the Ninja. Ninja looks cool. Robot Wars looks cool. So yeah, uh, I picked up some good stuff recently. So, yeah, that, that's our episode this week for Rotor. Um, skip it. Don't watch it. Yeah, don't By watch all it. means, skip it. And uh, I'd like to mention again uh, um, the move, uh, my friend of the show, Toe Ear. Please check out his Instagram page and his Facebook page, Toe.I.Ear, for all of your uh, horror merch needs. And the Monster Meatball Movie Madness, I think. Again, meatball that just movie. sounds yeah. incredible. I, I would not want to miss that. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's in the city. It's in Chicago. Um, so check out the Facebook page for for Toe Ear, please, um, to find out where he's going to be at with his merch table, uh, friend of the show, and um, where they watch bad movies and talk about them. And I think they do that, or maybe they just there's – a, there's a viewing. There's a screening of a movie. Sure. So you can just go sit down and watch the movie, which would be amazing. I wish we had stuff like that here. That would be so cool, like a local you know? kind of Joe yeah. Bob Briggs monster vision. Yeah. Yeah. Just go and be loud and obnoxious and get drunk and watch a movie. I mean, how fun <laughs> is that? Yeah, great. So, Enjoying the stimulus that is cult classics. Yeah. So tell I ear, check them out. And check out all of our uh uh, social media as, a, as well. You can find us at Two Fat to Skate Podcast pretty much everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. OnlyFans. OnlyFans when <laughs> I'm reading Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> we are not going to get off this OnlyFans kick. It, no. I think it's here to stay. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to do something a little bit different. And then if you want to email us with any uh, ideas of what movies you guys maybe want to suggest. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want Rick to read you something in his sultry voice. I'll do that. I'll do <laughs> I that. Feel free to email us at too fat to skate podcast at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to us uh, react to viewing Rodor. And again, full disclaimer, under no circumstances do we recommend you view Rodor. Is that accurate to say, folks? Uh, yeah. Otherwise, okay. uh, Fat Vince Neal will come and visit you in the... <laughs> 
your new nightmare demon in the middle of the night so that's our episode this week and uh thanks for joining us and see you later bye goodbye